Welcome, everyone, to the Coffee Theology and Jesus podcast. I am your host, as always, Tim Whitaker, joined by my co-host... Rob McMichael. And a first-timer on the show, a good friend of mine... My name is Kyle. Hello, everybody. Yes, hello, Kyle. Thank you for joining us on the episode. Thank you for having um, me. Rob, good to see you again. Been a little while. It has. Yes, it has. Um, I see you're enjoying a, a fresh cup of coffee. But let me just say something. Let me hop right into this, okay? I got a text message from, from a friend of mine who lives in Tennessee who I will leave un, unnamed. He's a good friend of mine. But he he texted me out of the blue complaining that we only have two types of coffee on our show, blah, 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 blah. And like a typical Tennessee hipster, he goes, he, he starts labeling off all these like, you know, unique, you know, one-off roasteries. Kind of like, you know how... Right now, what's popular is the whole microbrewery thing. Yeah. Apparently, it's very popular also for, for roasteries. So um, I just want to sh- say before we start that the coffee we are drinking is from Mexico. So my friend who's listening, and I know that you know who you are. There you go. Try getting your coffee from Mexico. If they'd like us to get a little more exotic, they can feel free to send us coffee to try on the show. We'll even give them a shout out. I feel the same way. They so nice all- to be in a multicultural environment. With yes. You guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, but my point is, is that we're drinking coffee from Mexico from how many months ago? I don't know. You were the one I got married, not I me. guess four months ago. And then we ground it fresh today in our, in our grinder, and then yep. we brewed it fresh. So it gets no fresher than that. Wait, did you move in? Is, is this your way of telling me you moved in? No, but at this point, I pretty much make myself at home. So really. We used our grinder. It was our coffee. And I parked in the garage. <laughs> Let myself in. Exactly. You know how it goes. So Anyway, so I just want to say that before we get started. So, Rob, cheers. Now, Kyle, he does not drink coffee. We've forgiven him for that. It's Almost. Okay. It's an atrocity. We understand that. Mm. Kyle, you're missing out, man. It's okay. All right, you say so. Um, I want to hop right into it because we have a packed show. Um, it's going to be a fun episode, a good time. Um, Kyle is on here because he's going to be discussing um, his views as an atheist uh, versus our views as a Christian. So I'm excited for that. It's Nothing be- versus. It's an, it's all fun and games. Right. It's, it's all great. No, friendly no competition here. Not everyone gets a trophy, Kyle. Not everyone gets a trophy. Um, <laughs> so, Kyle, feel free, of course, just to... Um, give your commentary as we kind of go through the episode, and then I'm sure we're going to hop into some lively discussion of course. about theism versus atheism. I want to start by my one of my favorite all-time segments because I invented it. <laughs> Christians classic, in the, humility, <laughs> yeah. humility is his strong point. <laughs> Christians in the news, Rob. Oh, nice! I like that. Um, so, good old Franklin Graham. The the great mm. is he a grandson or son? He's the son. grandson. No, he's son. a son of. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Listen, Billy Graham's old. He could be the grandson. You don't even know Graham. Graham, uh, whatever. Oh my goodness, Rob. Uh, um, yeah, he's the son of Franklin Graham. No, Billy Wait, Graham. Billy Graham. I'm sorry. Franklin Graham is the one we're talking about. I'm so confused. Um, yes, Doesn't Franklin Graham, who is Billy Graham's son, right? Yeah. He he made a new statement recently because we all know that, that Trump got elected. The electoral count just came in. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday, so today. Um, but Franklin Graham says that God interfered in the U.S. election, not Russia. Rob, your thoughts. Amen. <laughs> Kyle, your thoughts. Believe what you want to believe, man. Okay. <laughs> live and let live. Live and let live. Um, uh, I read this and I think to myself, here we go again, down the same exact rabbit trail of throwing the almighty in with political elections and Mm -hmm. he says what he says is that 
God showed up. He answered the prayers of hundreds of thousands of people across this land that have been praying for our country. Oh, thankful. The ironic part is that if Hillary got in, I wonder if he would have said the same thing. Been the devil. And I think that's what I said to you because you texted me this article earlier today and I said, while I don't necessarily disagree with what he said, I would say it in a different way. Right. Um, would he say the same thing eight years ago when Obama was elected? Right. Exactly. Because I would believe the same exact thing. Right. If God has ordained certain people to be princes and powers, right. then... He elected Obama. That right. was part of the plan of God. Right. What you're saying is that if that's if you're going to be consistent with that mindset, then you have to believe either way was God. Yes, Kyle. I would also like to point out, and in, in, in the addition, I also hear this often is you know so and so sin caused so and so natural disaster or something like that. So it's gays that caused an earthquake in Haiti, or it's something right. that caused a hurricane in this place. So it always seems to be that there's a mysterious force going on that causes these things to happen with God in mind of uh, from the the extreme right Christian theology. Yeah, yeah. I, I would argue some of okay. that for sure. I mean, they they usually pull that out of like. Um, I mean, Rob, you can correct me if I'm wrong here. Usually out of like Sodom and Gomorrah, right? That kind of like, uh, that story in the That's Bible, right? Um, you know, kind of thing. But I would agree that it is pretty, um, it's pretty more on the extreme side to think that, you know, That's like I think it was a Jerry Falwell before he passed away said that gays caused 9-11, Right. right. Or he, he, yeah. he kind of alluded to that. I'm not sure what the exact yeah. wording was, but that kind of thought doesn't doesn't make much sense to me. I mean, usually. Pat Robertson said similar things on the 700 Club as well. Exactly. I mean, ultimately, sin is sin. The Christians believe that a fallen world causes these things, not a particular group of people who sin a certain way, You know, if, if that makes sense. so. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was kind of interesting, again, to have Franklin Graham now on a, on a thank you tour 2016, I guess thanking people for voting for Trump, which, again, just baffles me i totally believe that hey listen if you chose lesser of two evils i can understand that but to go around thanking people for voting for trump and like almost celebrating it i just i don't understand personally especially when you're invoking the name of god <laughs> thank you that god swayed the election i don't think it really works that way you know what i mean agree yeah so um he said that though while on his podium in a very christian fashion it said merry christmas I hope Christ was in red and mess was was in green. No, you know, it, it was really get the point across. <laughs> yeah, keep Christ in Christmas. Yeah, that's right. we all know that. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I, I do want to talk about that for a minute because, I mean, I feel like every year we have the same discussion, Rob, where we always wonder, like, at what point is, is, is are people going to stop caring about if I say happy holidays versus Merry Christmas? And every year there's some new article that comes up that gets people offended about something. <laughs> About something. A great example is um, sometimes at work, I'll say uh, happy holidays because I don't know who I'm talking to. And we also live in a very Jewish community. So just for the sake of being appropriate, I just say happy holidays. It's, it kind of encompasses it all. I don't mean it to be politically correct. I'm not afraid to say Merry Christmas. I'm just choosing to say happy holidays. And every now and then I'll get Merry Christmas. And I'll say it back. Well, Merry Christmas to you. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like that that logic is such a... Or I, I guess in in this day and age, I don't know how that argument holds water, especially with, with some of the things that, that Trump has said in the past. We're going to bring, bring Merry Christmas back. When has it ever went away? I don't I don't know. It's the fake war on Christmas that's always been that's been around for like the last ten years. It seems like that was you know per, perpetuated by Fox News, unfortunately, in the, you know, in the mid two thousands. But it's it seems to have kind of gone away as time has gotten has gone on, which is great because like like you, Tim, you know, as someone who doesn't even believe in God, I don't care what is said to me. I know right. it's I know it is said out of a kind gesture. Right. So the fact that, you know, it, it doesn't matter what is said to me. I, you know, it's just like, you know, someone leaving my place of business or whatever it is and saying, Hey, have a nice day. 
It's just like that, except <laughs> right. it's except it's a little bit colder out right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly on the money, Kyle. You're absolutely Thank correct. You. I, I, yeah, some things to me just don't make any sense. I, I don't, I, I don't understand where it comes from. I don't, I don't understand the big hoopla. I don't understand why people get so offended about being offended over Happy Holidays. I know why. Why? Because people want to. Because people believe that their way of thinking is the only way that's that's going to work. So if somebody is going to get offended by, let's say, getting being told happy holidays instead of merry christmas and they think that that's offensive well they're going to get offended by that because they think that is true and that's that they think that's right i don't think that's that should be obviously the case that they should get upset about that um but people are, they they feel the way that they're going to feel now of course that's whether that's either right or wrong or that's not going to have them give them any friends that's a, <laughs> that's a different part of the argument right you know mm. Yeah. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up. But remember, the loudest voices are always the most uh, often reported on. So when you see things right. that are going on that, oh, oh, this person has a problem with this or somebody's offended the Starbucks cup now. Like these are people who are, are, are being amplified a million times over so that we're causing controversy. Right. And they sound much louder than they actually are. Exactly. Like, I, truth, truth be told, I don't even think many Christians are offended by happy holidays. But no, absolutely like not. you who speak on the behalf of Christians in the media will make a big stink about that yes. and they'll pander to that base. And the base is kind of like, yeah, I guess so. But they're not going to like, they're either, they're kind of neutral on it. Like, yeah, sure. Why? You, right. Does that make sense? Well, like, it, it kind of goes into my kind of overall theme that some of the things I thought about before coming here today is that people are often, I feel, told what to believe or what to feel, not actually feeling or thinking for themselves but you turn on the news and this is an outrage and you're expecting the audience is supposed to be outraged with them but it's more of like well why are we outraged yeah. because this doesn't seem like a big deal it's not right I'm, I'm truly I have never once in my entire life been anywhere even close to offended by someone saying happy holidays considering that they don't know who I am they have no idea who exactly. I am and, and, and guess what in a country that we brag about we're really a melting pot and there are many Diversity, different cultures absolutely. that celebrate different holidays mm -hmm. why wouldn't we say that you know it's not it's certainly not trying to I understand the fear of of when you have um, immigration and stuff of mm -hmm. of not assimilating properly sure. I get that absolutely but saying happy holidays we want you should keep part of your heritage just like if I went overseas mm -hmm. right I wouldn't expect for someone to say well you can't celebrate Christmas here you can only celebrate Kwanzaa or whatever else it is that we celebrate. Right. Like, well, no, this is part of my culture. I celebrate Christmas. Right. I would never expect you mm -hmm. to have to to celebrate that with me. Right. But there's nothing wrong with someone saying, hey, you know what? Whatever holiday you celebrate, I hope it's a good one. Absolutely. I, I think it's very rational and very normal. I think it's very rational and very normalized, which is why this, I'm sure the show doesn't get as many viewers as it does because controversy sells. <laughs> You're right. Well, that's why this title is going to be Atheist vs. Christian. There's Who too, wins? Too much handshaking going on in yeah, this, right. this episode right, right. now. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, the gloves are coming off any minute now. Fantastic. Kyle, I promise, I promise. But yeah, I want to share that story because once again, it just kind of makes me go, hmm, whatever, I guess. But and I, we were talking before the, the episode here about Russia, which I do want your take on, Kyle, because sure. ironically, you and I met, met at work. And we did. We did. And although the sparks we have, flew. Yeah. <laughs> they really fly. I'm getting a little jealous over here. Well, I didn't want to tell you about Kyle, Rob, but here he is. So <laughs> Sorry, I'm in your house. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, you and I hit it off pretty early on, and I think it's because we both have thought through why we believe what we believe. Yes. And we can discuss that rationally without getting offended. Absolutely. Right? Yes. And so I appreciate that about you. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's, it's, it's mutual. Likewise. During the election, we had a lot of good talk because you were not... Um, you are not the stereotypical 
uh, liberal, liberal Hillary Clinton atheist supporter no, that, that sometimes not. the media likes to make you think that are out there. That's right. Trying to scare you, yes. right? So we were talking about Russia because Franklin Graham here brought that up as well. Uh, and your, your view on this is yes. that really this is a whole bunch of hoopla. Oh, yeah. It, it just it seems to be a complete diversion tactic. I mean, uh, the same thing when the Podesta emails were coming out in September, October, and none of the mainstream media was talking about it, even though if you actually look in the emails and read what's in there, it's some pretty frightening things and some things that you should really question. Not, And I'm not saying that because I support either can it it's just i'm a person and i read them as a as a somebody who doesn't want to read a headline and figure out what i believe right from that right so i under i read it and understood what was being said i mean one of the most frightening things i read from that frankly was that one of their goals was to create a a uh, diverse and a um uninformed public now if that doesn't scream that's not a good idea and that is a the opposite of what democracy calls for right a informed public to make informed decisions <laughs> then i don't know really what is right and when i see the mainstream media and people you know again i'm classically liberal i guess if in the sense of that in the uh, you know growing up in the bush era as a teenager it was very easy to get really right. caught up in that right. whole that whole world of anti-bush you're a liberal of all these things, which is okay, fine. But now we've gotten to the point where I feel like it's tipping, and and you know we have we're almost like against each other if you don't believe you're you're all on one side or another. But I'm sorry, back to the, no, we're gonna get you're to there. Fine. Back, you're fine. Back to the Russia thing. I think it's a complete diversion tactic, and I feel like they're blaming Russia for all this stuff interfering with the election when they're afraid to look at themselves in the mirror and see themselves as their own fault. I mean, if I hear one more person talk to me about how. You know that the Russia's to blame for Hillary Clinton's loss, or James Comey is to blame for Hillary Clinton's loss. How about Hillary Clinton is to blame for Hillary Clinton's loss for being a really beep candidate? I'm sorry, oh. crappy candidate. <laughs> we'll, we'll believe that we'll crappy, believe crappy that. candidate. Uh, you know, and and I, I've even had you know discussions with people who are you know in their you know 50s and 60s who've you know smart people who are saying you know Hillary Clinton's been tried and tested and she's had scandal after scandal and and inquiry after inquiry and they've never found anything on her. Well, I'm sorry, but that doesn't make it any better. I mean, O.J. Right. Simpson was acquitted of murder, but I mean, I'm sorry, but I really don't believe that that was true. Right. I mean, so I think that, you know, and I think what also happened this time around is that we put people down for believing different things than we than we wanted to believe. I can't tell you the amount of times I went on my Facebook page and people were saying, if you were going to vote for Trump or this about Trump or something, uh, you know, unfriend me now or don't talk to me or any of these things. And that is the complete opposite of what we should be doing as human beings. And I speak to this again as a liberal, trying to open my arms to the people that are around me, I will never shut anyone out of my life who is going to have a different idea from me. Mm-hmm. If, unless you're trying to kill me, I see no reason. <laughs> I, you know, having different ideas is not a dangerous thing. It is a healthy thing. It is a growing thing for everybody to hear different points of view and understand the world around them a little bit better and from a different perspective than what they had originally. And I think that's like the definition of fascism. It's- yes. No, you're not allowed to have a different opinion than me. We yes. all have to have the same opinion. Exactly. And That's- now, and and of course, I don't support. I, I don't like either candidate. I think that they're both. They were both crappy. But again, to your, exactly to your point, you you are supposed to have different opinions. That's how you learn and you grow from each other. And if you don't have that, then you're all just conforming to one idea, and that's not fun. Well, it's something that we talked about um, during the election. We're, gonna, we're we are going to get back on track, but while while, while we're here. Um, I remember we were saying how we've been seeing the hypocrisy of the left in this cycle because mm-hmm. the all-tolerant left, yes. who is so loving and open to other ideas, of course. quickly demonized a whole demographic of people yes. who pulled a lever for Trump 
and which is which is really a stereotype, uh, a stereotype and a generalization. Absolutely, two things that the left claims never to want to do. Exactly, uh, which is kind of ironic. And exactly. just like how my dad is not a racist, or he's not some gay hater who wants to stone gays, or right. he he's not that kind of guy. But he still voted for Trump, but for other reasons, not because he he he, he hates people or exactly. because he's you know he's a sexist or he abuses my mom. Of course not. At the end of the day, when people are voting, they're going to vote with their best interest in mind and their wallet in mind. If they're and if they're struggling to put money to food on their table and they're looking at somebody who's been in politics for 30, 35 years and hasn't really done it much for them, and in the last 30, 35 years, you see this huge transfer of wealth from the from the middle class to the top one percent. You see wages have been stagnant. The middle class is hurting a lot, and you have a candidate, Hillary Clinton, who is not talking about anything like that, is only talking about you know keeping Barack Obama's policies going. Well, I'm sorry, but those policies haven't been working, and just because he's a Democrat doesn't make him a saint. Right. We can criticize those kind of the, those thinkings and those beliefs and those policies to make ourselves better. But if you're just going to continue standing up there and say, what we have is working, we're going to continue doing what we're doing, it's not going to work. And because th- there are people in this country, uh, many people in this country who are struggling to put food on their table, and they're not going to walk in and say, well, Trump said he's going to grab somebody by somewhere they shouldn't be. But you know what? I have to, but I have to, but I can't put food on my table. So I'm just still going to vote for Hillary Clinton. No right. one's going to do that. They're right. going to think about their wall and their interests and their, and their kids, th- and, and, their their kids and their families yeah. and things like that. Yeah. No one cares about these, you know, TMZ level scandals. Right. Honestly, it's it's not going to work. And right. I think that was the the left's um, idea behind this whole thing. Even the Podesta emails they they point out before Trump even announced his candidacy, they point out him, Ted Cruz. And one other person, I uh, uh, forget, they said, these are the fringe candidates. We want the media to show how crazy these people are to scare them into voting for us on the Democrat side. For Hillary Clinton, this is something predetermined. If people open their eyes and read the stuff and not just what the mainstream media says about the emails or anything, they would learn this stuff. But they refuse to even look at that. Many Hillary supporters that I know refuse to look at facts, refuse to look at those emails. They came from Russia. So what? Well, look what's in them. I don't care where they came. <laughs> came from right. and right. That, and i think what you were talking about earlier is it's it's putting a veil on it that's what they're trying to do they're misdirecting they're saying yes. don't look at what's in the emails yes. look at where they're from exactly. I, somebody somebody has rigged our election yes. yeah you guys yeah, tried you guys, to rig it exactly <laughs> it's it's a modern day red scare and frankly it's, mm. it's dangerous to world peace um it's dangerous for us for them to be putting us as a country as as a people in our situation like that yeah you know what I mean? And I don't think that any Russians are inherently bad or anyone's inherently bad because of their of somebody they are. If you're a good person, you have a good heart, that should that should be it, you know? No right. country I think on this world is is 100% evil. That that idea, you know, is ridiculous. The world is does not in black and white. Well, it's like what we were talking about a second ago again before we started recording and, and went on the air about Aleppo and mm-hmm. just how, you know, how you've been doing some digging and you're finding out that really when you boil a lot of this stuff down, it comes down to the US wanting to put a pipeline through uh, through, through Syria and arming rebels to do that, yeah, and that's part of the conflict and really what's caused so much destruction in Aleppo, right? Is that we're self-serving our interests in other in other countries, right? And then, but somehow we're always the good guy. And sometimes we're just not. We have to be we have to be willing to, to accept that and yeah. to change learn course. From, learn from your mistakes because if you don't learn from history, you're bound to repeat it. And we've done a lot of repeating lately. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
I'm glad we had you on the episode, Kyle, because you breathe some good life into this thing. I do what I can. Um, let's just hop right into. <laughs> let's get some uh, conf- uh, conflicts. Uh, yeah, huh? no problem. Like <laughs> Come no on, more. Man. So, um, I do want to start here, to be, just to be fair to you and to our, our audience. Why don't you go ahead and kind of give your role of view, okay. uh, where it comes from as far as an atheist perspective? Sure. Maybe a short, uh, brief summary of kind of how you ended up there. Okay. And I have a few definitely. questions I want to ask you, and Absolutely. we'll go from there. Sure. So, um, uh, I grew up with two very loving parents, um, and impossible for an atheist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so they were two Satan parents and uh, uh, no uh, they really they gave me a choice um, and early on this was kind of ingrained in me like you know what you know th- you know here's here's what's out there a very brief overview um, we want you to choose what you want to believe you know we don't want to push anything on you um, which is you know if I had, if I know anything about my parents now is probably something that came from my dad from not from my mom because her all of his, her sisters um, brought her kids brought their kids up in Christianity in, in the Catholic religion and things like that. So they, they, that my whole family is religious based. And so with that growing up, I still would for holidays would go to church with them. Um, I've been to, I can't even count how many funerals I've been to things like that. Um, but we still celebrated Christmas and Easter and things like that. But it wasn't so much the idea or the historical event around them. It was more about the idea of giving or the idea of being together with family more than the actual message or, or the supposed you know story that where the the holiday comes from. Um, so I really just kind of took that uh, when that choice was given to me. And at, and at the time, I'll be very honest, it was more of a I don't want to get up. On early on Sundays and go to church as a kid, um, but as I got older and I, you know, learned more, I discovered more, I read more, um, I got older, experienced more. Um, I felt that my decision back then was a very good decision. I'm happy that I had that. Um, I had that, you know, opportunity to make my own decision back then, which I think a lot of people. Um, that when they grow up, they don't. They're 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 pushed into, or they're brought up in these ideas, and not knowing anything else that's different from what they grew up in. And I think that can be um, at an extreme level damaging. Not that you know that there's any damage to you guys here at all, but um, but I think that some people will still definitely use it as like a shutoff sure. to other people outside of their own group. Now, I I definitely understand it as you know from a community standpoint and getting together. I mean. When I was uh, in middle school, I went to a youth group with a mutual friend of ours for a, a couple times, and to talk with the people there, and to talk with the minister there, and have conversation, have open dialogue and conversation with those people, was very eye-opening. Just to see things from and the world from their perspective, which was different from my own. But again, that's not because I was there to convert or they were there to convert me. I just wanted to learn and get to know other people's perspectives and other people's belief system so that I could further understand them and they can further understand me and then we all get along better. So, so um, at what point did you... Uh, start devil worshipping? That was around yes. age 16 when I started... baby goats. Yes, when I started listening to Led Zeppelin. Um, I knew it. Right, yep, right My parents warned me. Backwards. <laughs> well, backwards, of course. Sarah, we have it if you line it up. Uh, if you hear it, 666. <laughs> of course, the message, we all know. Ver- <laughs> verse 3, if you ever need to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but when did you? So when? Because I, I, a lot of what you're saying, first off, I really actually understand. And I align with. It's one of the reasons why the church millennials are leaving in droves yes. because they grew up with their parents' faith and never made, made it their own. Yes, and they're piecing out, right? Yes, so absolutely. In, in your in your world and mm-hmm. how you grew up, when did you make the conscience uh, conscious? To, conscious. Uh, cho- thank you. Yes. Choice to say, you know what? Like I'm I'm going to reject 
now for sake of argument, yeah. let's just say theism. Sure. Okay, because okay. I feel like when you're getting down to Christianity, it's very specific. Yes, of course. And you're obviously don't believe in any deity. Right. So when did you make the choice to say, you know what, I I don't believe in any kind of version of theism yeah. at all, and I'm going to atheism. So my whole life I've been very um, uh, down to earth, very realistic. And I even remember way back in the day hearing what was – the belief system of, of multiple people of multiple religions or things like that and even back then I, I thought to myself this doesn't sound very uh realistic sound very like that i'm gonna i'm buying into this like this just seems so far-fetched and so out there that i don't really understand um now uh that was me as a, as a little kid um me as a grown-up now i i still kind of see that the same way but I see religion more for what it is rather than what for what it's not because I think that uh, a lot of people have you know like I was saying that I think the religion is a very good way to bring people together it's a community it's a great um, I, I think that the idea of religion is also a, a uh, or the historical context of it is that it was written and it was created to tell people how to live their lives so that they can survive. I think that there's a lot of things in the Bible that talk about just basic human survival that you need to know to live and to grow family and to, to you know, things like that. Um, perfect example, like, you know, a, a man should not lie with a man. Yes, to not make a children and procreate, that will not work. You can't do that. But that doesn't mean it's a sin or it's bad, it's immoral. Um, it's just that's how you populate the earth. That's how you make more human beings. Um I forgot my train of thought. Well, I was just, I was, uh, yeah, no, great stuff. I was Thank asking you. just um, oh, yeah. when yeah. you made the choice to okay. say, I'm going to reject theism, I'm yeah. going to accept atheism. Um, I think when I actually put the label on atheism was probably sometime in middle school, if I had to guess, maybe late middle school, early, early high school, when I, again, hearing and understanding everything, you know, because back when you're a kid, you don't have a label for everything. You don't know what things are, you know, black versus white versus red, you know, green out there, all these different things. So, um, you know, when I was, uh, so when I finally said, you know, to myself, you know, I'm atheist or I don't believe anything, like acknowledging that, um, I was probably, you know, I would say mid-teens when I finally said that. But again, even before that, the idea of it was just like very, just in my mind, just didn't make any sense. And it was not something that I immediately was like, okay, I'm a part of this, you know. But I went to elementary school with many kids who came in for like Ash Wednesday and I'd look around and everybody had, you know, ash marks on their forehead and I was like, what's going on? Right. What's, what's right. everybody a part of that I'm not? <laughs> you know what I mean? So in that sense, growing up, it was sometimes it was a very alone feeling because everybody seemed to be going through this whole thing collectively right. um, around me because it was a very white area um, and really no other religions. And then there was me just kind of doing my own thing. So let me ask you this because mm -hmm. I, I, listen, I mean, we all know that we're talking about an, an ancient debate, yes, right? And of we're course. talking about humongous topics. So I mean, we're not solving all the world's problems tonight. Well, I no, was, no, we I, are. I was oh, okay, hoping. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Rob. That, that's, that's the last five that's minutes, my right? Rob is here. Um, but I did, I, I want to get very specific yes. uh, of what we're actually discussing and debating mm -hmm. because there are so many facets to this. Yes. So the point here is that I want to know specifically. Um, forget religion, forget the organized religion part. Yes. Why you don't believe in any form mm -hmm. of a supernatural or higher being, period. Sure. Not just, you know, not 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 necessarily the religious part of it yeah, or, yeah. or what could be corrupted. You no, know, sure, like, sure. like 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 man made religion. I got you. But the whole point of theism, like yes. the the shift from um, you know, what Rob and I would say is that, you know, there is a God at a minimum who mm. created this at a minimum. Yes. And you would say, nope, I don't believe that. I would say that, yes. yes. Uh, so my, my basis is really in science um, when it comes down to it. So I believe that everything that exists, everything that has existed, everything that will exist is because of science, because of evolution, because of, of 
just constant change in our world. Um, and I believe, in, in my opinion, I, I think that religion is a is, is really for people a, a way for them to understand it all in a very basic term. Now, there are things out there in the universe and in the world that we will never understand or we won't understand for a very long time. And I think that religion and God and all that stuff puts meaning to those things that we that are meaningless, um, which gives a people of sense of security um, uh, and a sense of knowing the unknown. Um, but also, I've heard even it's it's that people feel better because they think that one day that they will go to heaven. And that's that's comforting for them to know that if, once they leave this world, that there will be better worlds for them. Um, and I don't believe in that either. Um, but I think that it just causes... It gives people a lot of comfort when there isn't t- time for that, and I think that God, for a lot of people, if if people thought about it, would they would really find that God is within the, themselves and that they have the power to do all those things that they that they're asking someone else to do for them. Okay, fair enough. Rob, do you want to chime in here, or or do you have anything? You, you want can to kick add? me out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my house. Well, I'm just glad that you said science is the reason, because I don't know if Tim gave you any of my background. Yeah. But I have a degree in mechanical engineering, so science is my background. Yes. And science is also where I build my foundation for my faith. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a good debate to have because we, we come at the same thing and we get different conclusions. Yes. And I, I actually like that, and I like having those discussions, and I like talking about that. And to see how we can look at the same evidence and draw different conclusions is fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we'll definitely get get into that a little bit. So let me go ahead and, and start this off then, because um, I'm very interested to hear kind of the different perspectives. Um, I want to start now. I am not, I mean, I'm, I read stuff, you know, but science is not like my main thing. I don't have a background in it. I'm the first to admit it. You yeah. know, I, I enjoy reading about it. I enjoy watching Ted talks on it. I enjoy hearing about how our universe works. That stuff fascinates me, mm-hmm. but I am by no means any kind of expert. So sure. let me just kind of throw something out there and you guys can take it for whatever it's worth. Okay. One of the things that has always kept me coming back to, uh, to, to at least theism in a, at, at a minimum here is that when I look at just the, uh, and um, this is a very classic argument, mm-hmm. the fine-tuning of the universe, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the way that, that our Earth supports life, um, the chances of, of all these pieces coming into order to not just support a single cell life, but to support the human experience, the emotional experience of humans, that, that, that kind of otherness to being a human being that we find only really... In, in a lot of ways in really humans um, and that's always kind of kept me coming back to why I have to conclude at some level there has to be something beyond me because I didn't create this world I didn't put the pieces together I didn't create the environment that we see but someone have had to and one of my this maybe to most people is, or to you guys is, is really a simple uh, uh, illustration but for me what I think about a lot is that if, if I woke up tomorrow and, and there was a Lamborghini in my parking space, I would never, ever, ever assume, oh, the things just rearranged and they dropped out of somewhere and I have this beautiful handmade mm-hmm. Lamborghini. I would I, I even assumed myself it was handmade. Mm-hmm. I assumed that someone made it, that someone delivered it. It didn't just show up right. in the middle of nowhere. Right. So if that's, if, if, if something like a Lamborghini, right, wouldn't just show up in, in my front yard, which by the way, if anyone wants to give me one there, they're more, they're more than welcome to, how can I then assume that out of out of absolutely nothing, all of a sudden, this ridiculously fine-tuned, creative, beautiful world right. just popped up, and here we are debating even the idea of God. Right. So that's where I start from. Sure. So, Kyle, I want to give you the first crack at that okay. to, to go ahead and give me your answers. Yeah. I, I, I truly am interested in hearing it. So you're, you're, my answer may actually surprise you. So okay. the, the answer I have to that is I don't know. And, and 
but I'm okay with that. Like I don't see that's the thing that makes me a little bit I feel different from a lot of people that I'm I'm around is that I'm okay with not knowing the answer of how the world got here. But my but my my brain also doesn't look at God and say, "Well, that's obviously the reason why because that just it just seems so far-fetched almost." Like when I I guess what my 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 idea of God and religion and how the way that what you're suggesting that it works, like, you know, it, it came from somewhere or, or something like that, is that to me, it almost sounds like magic. And for me, as a logical human being, I don't look at magic as magic. It's it's something had to have created something. Something had to have come from somewhere. You're right. Absolutely. But, but, the, but the cool thing is about a lot of the life's mysteries and in the universe and things like that, like I was saying, we're never going to know the answer to that. We, we may somehow, someday, find out how the universe was created. But right now, we don't know for certain, besides the religious aspects of the beginnings of time. Um, scientists still don't even know how, you know, the galaxy or the right. universe or the planet was created at its, you know, after, before the Big Bang, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, so, and for me, that's more fascinating than really, like, trying to put an answer to it. So, you know, I, I just, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm okay with not knowing the answer to that. I'm also, like, think, but it's the same thing, I'm okay with not knowing that, that I'll be somewhere good after I die. I may just be dead and that's it. I, I, but I don't know. But that's okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Rob, what do you got? Yeah, I remember. I'm about to get schooled. <laughs> <laughs> I remember growing up and I, w- I was, I don't know if you're familiar with the ins and outs of Christianity, but there's a young earth creationism and an old earth creationism. Mm-hmm. One says the universe was created in six literal days about six to 10,000 years ago. And that's kind of the model that I was raised in. Right. Was, yes, we can't believe what science says about millions of years because that's that's not possible. God created it like 10,000 years ago. Right. And from the time where I started to understand, okay, what's the speed of light? Mm-hmm. How long does it take for light to get certain places? I started to question, like, why, why can't that happen? Why, <laughs> if I can see a star that's you know, 13.9 billion light years away. Mm. How did that get here in 6,000 years? Right. And so that it was when I, it never computed with me, but I had also had this foundation of faith where it's like, okay, are these two really, really compatible? How does this going to work? And it wasn't until really I was in college that the two became solidified in my mind when I understood the science behind things, and then I went back to the Bible and said, okay, maybe the Bible doesn't actually say all of these young earth type things. Maybe the Bible is a more scientific book than I've ever given it credit for. And so I started researching all of those things and reading those things and really getting into all of that that type of mindset. And science and my faith really started to mold together to say, okay, this does compute this does make sense and it's answering all of the questions that if i mean i could go through countless things about the universe that the bible had an answer for before uh the theory of evolution or the theory of the big bang theory came along it had so before before um it was a a um catholic priest that really came up with the big bang theory and before he did people struggled with a static universe. That was one of Einstein's things was if the universe has a beginning, 
then it has to have a creator. So he put in the cosmological constant into his equations to get rid of that and say, no, the universe always was. So science as a whole struggled with that concept that the universe had a beginning from for many, many years. But as as that went on, I totally lost my train of thought. It's gone. Oh, no. You're talking about the Big Bang, um, a Catholic priest who invented the Big Bang theory first, and then Einstein brought in uh, the theory of, of uh, the universe always was. Your religion and science was converging. We're starting to merge. It's, it's yeah. gone. It really is? It's completely gone. <laughs> we're just, oh we're just sitting here giving synopsis wow. to what he just said. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't wait to like hear. I'm, I'm intrigued myself. Like, Rob, keep going. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. Like a butterfly. It flies yeah. away. Yeah. Can I, can I, yes. can I uh, point, uh, just not point something out? I, I want to uh, ask Go you guys a question. So, so I guess here, here's another reason why for me, like religion just is, is it's hard for me to grasp, not the concept, but just like why people subscribe to it. So for instance, Go let's ahead. say we have uh, six random children born today or all around the world in different parts of the uh, parts of the world, right? Okay. So let's say that each person of the, each one of the children was brought up in a different religion, brought up in a different household, taught different things. Why, so why, I don't know how to phrase, but how, why do, so how do people then believe different things? Like, why does my growing up leave me to believe certain things and look at the evidence around me and say, here's my conclusion, and then someone else is brought up in a different uh, religion or, or thought culture, process, whatever, cult, whatever it can be, yeah. and looks at the evidence around them and says, no, well, this is going on. I mean, if you go back, you know, let's say 6,000 years and 5,000 years, like Stonehenge, well, they tried to put meaning and thought into all this stuff and looked at the stars and the constellations and the, and the sun and as those are their gods, they're the ones that create life. Yeah. So it seems that each culture makes God or religion, again, as to answer the questions of the world around them. And again, for me, it's all based in science. So when people are saying like, you know, the sun, uh, he died on the cross and then was dead for three days and then the, the sun rose and all that is the constellation so that the winter solstice, the sun was set for three days on the 21st, it rises again on the tw- on the 25th and then, so in the con- 12 constellations, you got 12 disciples, mm-hmm. uh, the son of God is the, literally the sun. Um, walking on water that's the sun along the water on the sunrise because when it sets for three days it walks on the water before it goes back up because in ancient times during that time of the year it doesn't actually go below the horizon line in, in certain parts of the world and that's where that comes from so for me that's what I look at as a as a easy I don't want to say easy way to like say no that this is where it came from but right. it, it makes much more sense for me to look at that and say logically I can follow that much more than there's a man in the sky watching over me and reading yeah. over my all my thoughts and making decisions for me because that doesn't make any sense it, to me. So is a fair way to sum up what you're saying? Essentially, like um, people have kind of seen uh, different things and come up with like similar stories that are still kind of different, but it's kind of like all why, why do why do are there different religions in the world? Is that what you're saying, pretty much? Well, I think, like, well, I think it's, it's just interesting for how people are are brought up in different cultures and religions or different times in history, right? And 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 believes different things or also make uh, draw conclusions of the world around them and make yes. uh, give answers to what life is. Right. So, you know, caveman drawings or whatever have you is, you know, that that's their culture trying to understand the world around them. You know, ancient Mayans, they built temples because they thought that all those those things would give them good weather, good crops, right. a good health, all these things, the same things that we pray for today mm-hmm. the same exact things they they want those things as well but again they're putting their faith in something that's they think more powerful than them when in reality a lot of those things are just 
by chance. I mean, I feel like life is just a series of random events and occurrences. I, you know, I, for, for there to be, you know, just putting meaning in life in general is, is a very hard thing to do. And I think that religion puts meaning in, uh, in life for a lot of people, again, to give them comfort and, and um, sustainability and stability um, to live their lives and to feel better about themselves. I mean, obviously you asked a pretty humongous question and I think it's a very fair one because something that, that, that people who, again, for lack of a better term, we'll say religious. Mm-hmm. Rob and I would disagree uh, with the Christian faith. It's more about a relationship we say. I'm sure you've heard that before, mm-hmm. but I understand what you're saying, yeah. right? Um, that's a, it's a good question. It's a fair question. Um, you can, and I think, and Rob can probably give more detail because this is really his strong suit. You can yeah. give a lot of, I believe, historical evidence for the person of Jesus, for for him actually at least living on earth and, right. and saying those things that we read about today. Right. As far as the supernatural part, I do find that in the research I've done, um, like for instance, a great example is, you know, obviously they believe in the resurrection. The disciples did that. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things about uh, the Gospels is that the first people to, to find the empty tomb are women. Mm-hmm. Uh, culturally, that would never be a story that was told because women were seen pretty much as, uh, as worthless as, as dirt. And so for that to actually happen where three women were proclaiming that that wouldn't make sense if it was a if it, if it was fable or fiction because the writers would have written it as three men who found that because right. men had authority right. not women so why would why would some writers put three women at the tomb as an empty as 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 an, as seeing an angel right. when they knew that was pretty much for lack of a better word just suicide as far as a writer and being credited as a reliable source right it makes no sense so that that, that that's one very small um, just kind of like here's one reason why I would I would give authenticity to the gospel and to the scriptures mm-hmm. and to Jesus saying who he was. Yeah. Of course, there's a million other reasons that we could go into. As far as what you're saying regarding the bigger picture of different, you know, religions kind of um, in kind of like people looking for meaning and all that stuff. Um, I think a lot of that's really valid stuff I've had to wrestle with as well. Like, mm-hmm. man, I, listen, I've, I've been honest on this podcast. I've driven home thinking like, am I really believing the right thing? Do I really believe that Jesus is who he says he is? Mm-hmm. Do I believe that, that there is only one way to God? And I've had to listen to people. I've, I've had to think about, uh, I've had to think it through logically to come to those conclusions. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day though, you know, I keep on coming back to the same thing mm-hmm. in that the only reasonable explanation as far as I can see, for any even meaning to life has is that there has to be something bigger than me that has given me a purpose to be here. Right. Or else I have no purpose. What's the point of anything that I'm doing? Why right. should I be moral? Why should I be the husband of one wife? It makes no sense. And you can't argue right. one wife, uh, being husband of one wife, being for survival, because technically on a survival level, I should be spreading my seed to every possible person that I know. And a lot of mammals do. Whether Yeah, but not humans, right? So what's the difference? There has to be something different that sets that apart for me. Mm-hmm. So I just think about those things that on my end, it's amazing because while I, I hear what you're saying about right. it being kind of magic, I find it way more insane or just kind of crazy to think that, well, we're just here by random chance. I can't give an answer, but it's definitely not intelligent design. That's definitely not the answer. Well, I don't think it it's could be. I don't think it's random in terms of like why we're here. It's more like evolution in of where we came from. I'm talking about like the universe itself. I don't know where the universe came from, but right. I don't think anyone can really definitely say where the universe came from unless it's their religious background and they say, well, God created the universe. That's really the only explanation that's really out there. There's no science answer because we don't know. I mean, they built that big, huge 
hydrogen collider oh, thing. Oh, yeah, and with, the, to, with the, the God particle they're looking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the answers they're looking for to find out how the universe existed. And so there's people working on it, but they don't have the answer because it's that. Maybe maybe it is that crazy. And 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 for all I know, I could be wrong. And they could find out that this there actually is a God. And you know what? When they have evidence for that to, pr- to prove that, just like for Russia, I believe it. <laughs> so give me, give me an honest example yeah. of what evidence you would need to believe that, yes, a God and intelligent design did create the world. Well, I'm still waiting for all these dates that they keep saying that God's going to come back to Earth, but they okay. keep passing it. I don't see anyone, so I'm very disappointed with all these. <laughs> Fair enough. You remember in Ghostbusters too, when he's like sitting, he's like, "When do you believe that the, the world will get end? 2015 on Valentine's Day." I've Valentine's- never seen Ghostbusters. Have you? No. No. Oh, well, Jeez. sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle. Wow, I yeah. came on the wrong show. <laughs> I, I saw the newest one for the record. It was all right. Anyway. Wow, you see the newest yeah. well, one. Sarah wanted to watch it. Okay. Of course. Um, go ahead, Robert. You, I saw that you were, you were going after. <laughs> you were going after the mic. So go ahead. Um, yeah. To go back to your original question, how does you know five children being raised in different religions or thoughts? How do they look at the evidence and get five different conclusions? Right. And I think that's a great question. Other than, other than being taught what they know, I right. guess is really where I'm coming from. And I, I think it's it's that we are a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. And although I we agree. try to be as objective as possible, mm-hmm. it's 100% impossible. Right. Um, regardless of how we've grown up, I think all of us have instilled in us a bias towards the things that we are familiar with. Right. So yeah, absolutely. there are very few people that would stray from that but i think there's the two extremes there's people that never stray and believe it 100 percent, and then there's people that find one there's at least one circumstance where it marred them right and so they rejected the entire thing right. and went 100 percent opposite mm. but so i think it's it's really that we're a product of our environment and what we grew up with what we were taught has some sort of bias so when we look at when we look at evidence when we look at things that that bias comes through i not i'm i can say that as growing up as a christian that i i see things because i was brought up with that faith i was brought up um believing in a god so but there i can say there was that point where i had to make that decision is what i brought was brought up with valid or do i go with what my professors are telling me and reject everything right Right. Um, but I think it's 100% impossible to be 100% unbiased on those things. Of course. And, and I think that, that and it's very, and I believe and, and agree with everything you're saying about product environment, things like that. And I guess that's I really, agree on this I guess that's, <laughs> but I guess that's really my point, right? Is that you only know what you're, what you grew up with. And if you don't, and if again, someone grows up outside of Christianity and you're here saying Christianity is right. It's the only way I know how from, from my past experience and another person in the room who grew up in Hindu, I don't know, right. is it says something completely different because that's what they were brought up. I, I don't what I wouldn't call any of you guys right or wrong as a as an outsider of all of this stuff, but right. I but I look at it as like you again is more of like a comfort thing. So you you have, believe in religion and you believe in God, so therefore for yourself God is within you. And and that and he is a part of you and he's a part of you, but for me I didn't grow up in that environment, so he's not a part of me, and I'm not. I don't subscribe to that idea. But I think that God is more of again like an inner voice or like an inner monologue or like that left brain right brain thing of like your 
um, your self, your subconscious and, and whatnot of, of finding the willpower to do what it is that you're looking to do or find the strength that it is you're praying to for or to, 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 you know, feel better about something when you're not feeling well or praying for, for something like that. But I think it's also interesting when you look at other religions. I mean, I see Christians all the time who are giving crap to people who are in Scientology, things like that, and calling those, those cults. And I'm like, isn't that a little bit of calling the pot the pot calling the kettle black in a, in a way? Because I feel like, like, look, you know, uh, you know, there are good parts about religion. Absolutely. I will never argue that against somebody. And I believe that. The, and, and I will, I can sit here and say, definitely. I wish that more Christians were Christian like, because there are a lot of Christians who are not Christian like, and they don't follow what that actually means. And they choose to be Beep. and then blame it on their religion. But there are people who blame, th- <laughs> blame things on it, on all the things as a way that they can act. censored podcast. As a way that they can act. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so, you know, right now people are making a big deal Scientology right now because Liam Remedy is out there going like, this is a terrible place. Like they do all these things when there are just as not, not to that level, but there are bad things also that religious people are doing in the name of God and things like that. And I have, and for me, as an outsider, somebody who's in a position like that in a church, who is telling you all the time and is telling and is and is uh, teaching other people God exists, God does all these things, and then they sin themselves, and then they're like, I sin, blah blah blah. Hey man, like look, but I'm sorry, but I don't care what religion you're in, but touching kids is wrong either way. Like that there is no rhyme right. or reason but, for that to but be. But you have good. to be, and this is something that I think is important, on any belief system, you have to judge it for what it actually teaches, not by its abuses. Right. Just like with atheism, you know, I'm not gonna go, well, listen, uh, you know, I'm gonna draw the Hitler card here. Hitler was an avowed atheist guy who, you know, and look what happened. You know, he had he had he had beliefs but, in but what I'm, but that, I, no, I, no, I believe you, but what I'm saying is like let's say your minister for the sake of argument right. did some bad things, did right. some questionable things, but right. he taught you all the things that he's quote unquote in my mind supposed to teach you about right. religion. So here you are as this great Christian model Christian. Right. So are you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but here's this guy who's teaching you all these things, who's not living up to any of the things that he's talking about, is doing reprehensible things to other people, but is but is doing them and teaching in the name of God. Right. So are those people religious? Right. Well, I know what you're saying, and I, I listen. Brown and I are the first to admit. In fact, we're, I'm, we're, I'm one of the most critical of my own faith. There's no doubt about that. But again, right there with you, Tim. I know you are, Kyle. <laughs> but again, you you can't judge an actual faith-based teaching on its abuse, right? I know right. what you're saying, and yes. yes, that is wrong. Just like how in any people group, we all agree on this. Of course, atheist, Christian, Hindu doesn't matter. Yeah. You're going to meet people who are abusing that worldview and being jerks, kind of like the people like we were joking about earlier who, who who pay for billboard spots as the national atheist group to sound like a bunch of jerks to the children about Christmas. You know right. Or I mean? like Richard Dawkins, who says that we should be aborting mentally retarded individuals because it's it's against our, the survival of the fittest. Right. right. I, yeah. I don't necessarily think, Kyle, that, 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 that you hold that view because no. you're an atheist, right? Right. No, I don't but, know. So my bigger point, though, and I guess what I, what I want to get back to, just again, for sake of time, what we can get yes. into, is I feel like a lot of your gripes aren't so much with the idea of God more than actual religion. Uh, well, because so, because when I when yeah. I challenge you on God and well why why don't you believe when logically I think yes. it makes more sense that there was logically it makes more sense there was someone who created the earth and not doing that you don't really give me a whole lot of pushback your answer is yeah I don't really know maybe yeah. but on religion that's yes. right here listen this is why I so can never here, believe so that. here's here's why so like I said 
a couple minutes ago. If more Christians were Christian-like, the world would be a better place. And I do believe that. And and I and that's true for all religions. If more religions actually practice what they preach, the world would be a much safer, safer and peaceful way, uh, a safer and peaceful place, I should say. Mm-hmm. But there are people in all groups, just like you said, who take things to the extreme. And what I am suggesting is I think that religion is it, it's it's a product of religion. And I think that religion we have to look at religion and look at that and say, okay, there are certain things that we should do and there are certain things we shouldn't do. And there are certain things that we can say about religion, certain things we can't say. And not that I'm trying to limit about what we're supposed to be talking about and, and sharing with each other, but you know, it, it's it's dangerous when we've had a history of multiple religions killing in the name of their God, not just anyone. They've all done it. That's wrong on I, on all the fronts, but it's a product of the religion well, itself, it's you know humanity. what I mean? Atheism is responsible for a lot of mass murder. Mussolini, you look at those guys. They mm-hmm. were not Christians. They weren't Hindus. They weren't Buddhists. They weren't Muslims. Sure. They were highly it, atheistic in their worldview, and I understand. responsible for a of lot course. of death. So I think that, and I'll give you the mic in one second. You haven't talked in a while. Like, but, no, you're saying, but that's a human, and I, and I absolutely believe that. But that's my point that. is that yeah. I don't think, I, I think religion is the scapegoat for the condition of humanity because people, no matter what they believe. But I think religion is more of an excuse than it is led to believe on, led to to be on on that point though like you're saying like it's part of the humanity like people are bad people are going to be bad people yes i believe that right but religion is like you're saying it's a scapegoat it's a it's a way to use power over other people i mean name me one atheist person in politics right now one atheist in one politics? atheist in politics um bernie sanders he's not he's not know. atheist okay then i don't know well, he's I, an agnostic jew it, right but he's but he's still not come out and said i do not do not believe in any religion sure so therefore i look at that and i think that one not that i'm like oh i'm a minority no, oh my right. god no but that we there is a there is a certain power of that if, if a person runs for president and they don't believe in god right that is something that is talked about and discussed and what is wrong with this person why do they at think least this? in this country in this country yeah you're right, right. and I, that is wrong it's, i think it's absolutely immoral to do sure I because mean, there's I'm, no religious test we we ran away from that in the 1700s i'm not disagreeing with you what i'm yeah. saying though is that i understand what you're saying yes. i comprehend it yes. but i think that you're not giving more credit or more like just credit in in truth to the fact that many atheistic beliefs have left yes. have led to the mass slaughter of many people yes i mean millions of people yes millions of them these are so, ruthless so, dictators we're talking right, about just like how just how just like how i would argue that maybe the christian the crusades were ruthless dictators or bad people trying to abuse right religion. but i don't call the westboro baptist church ruthless dictators but they do some pretty crappy yeah, things yeah but they don't mass murder people no i understand that right, but, just but, like how richard Dawkins, but the 1400s mass murder is today's you know protesting agree, outside just like how richard Dawkins advocates for the abortion of mentally retarded children. Right, uh, ch- children. Yes, Westboro Baptist says terrible things too. People are do bad things, but in the name of something. So yes, I'm, of atheism, of Christianity. They but they, do, but and no one all. comes and says, in my in, in the name of atheism, I'm going to no, kill you. Richard Milit- Dawkins does. Militant atheism is that absolutely in the name of atheism we are doing. This. Well, I'm saying like in like the, in communist China and things like that, where they say like you can't have a religion. There's that. Right. Right. That's right. our point. No, I know that's what I'm saying, but like I'm not. But I'm, what I'm saying is that yeah, go ahead. that no one has said, okay, fine. And like, <laughs> I know what you're saying. Okay, and I understand what your point of view. Okay, what I am suggesting though that is that am I not speaking close you're enough? Good, you're Thank good. you. <laughs> um, is that people use the name of whatever it is in bad in the name of whatever it is yes. that they want it for whatever point or th- met or motive that they're trying to push on society completely right of course and i 100 percent agree with that i'm aligned however okay what i think is that religion puts 
false narratives in people's minds, makes things okay that are not okay in people's minds. People choose what they want to believe off this book that was written. And that's not good. I don't, in my mind, that is not safe okay. and healthy. Fair point. Okay. I right. understand that. Yes. So here's my, here's, my, here's my next question for you. Please. If that's okay with you, Rob, I want to say something one day. Go ahead. And this is kind of where I wanted, I wanted the conversation to get to because this is a question I, I truly want to know the answer to. Yes. I'm not trying to put you in a corner. Please. But put Kyle in a corner. With, <laughs> with the atheist uh, worldview, yes. how do you know which way is up? Because you keep on saying, well, you know, what's right for you. What I hear you say a lot, I'm kind of reading between the lines. It's like, well, listen, sure. what's right for you is right for you. What's right for me is right for me. Yes. How do you know yes. what is right and what is wrong if, it, if everything is subjective? I don't, right. I don't know. Do you believe in, in any form of, of, of uh, objective truth? At all, honest, honest question. Uh, can you like, like, like these are absolute truths, absolutely that exist in the world that cover all of humanity. Are we talking like laws of let, science? And let, things like no, that? Let, let, sorry, I'll be more specific. Let's okay. use a morality. Okay, I'm going down the moral road. Sure. Now. Do you believe in absolute truth as far as morals exist? So, like the golden rule. Ah, uh, yeah, or like you know, murder is bad. Period. Oh yeah, I think that that's true. Okay, definitely. So my question then is like, where do you base like in your head? Where yeah. do you base? your moral compass, what are you basing it off of? Are right. you basing it off of what well, I think or is there something that is keeping you grounded? It's it's me. It's you. It's me. Okay. I, I'm keeping myself. I mean, I've known you for a year and a half now, right? And, and I hope that I've been nothing but courtesy and 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 and, and trying to be as, as loving and as, as a good friend as I can 100%. possibly. We've right. had, we've had amazing conversations. Right. And that but that comes from from me and and I was taught that by my parents, not by religion to that you're you're a good person, you do right, you you don't be you be nice to people, be polite, things like that. Sure. And that comes with within me because I have a sense that I want to be right for humanity. I want to do good things for other people. I want to help other people. Right. It, it, come, it comes from inside of me. Now, I think that people, again, falsely put that idea of coming from inside me as a god. That that their thought process or the things the morals that they come that they get are from that, which I don't think that they are. I mean, I think that there is a right and a wrong. And and if you go out and kill someone and you don't feel any retribution or you don't feel any like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, then. Then there's something wrong. Then okay. something you haven't been taught the right way, or something like that. Right. But I but I don't I don't not kill someone because God says it's wrong. I don't kill someone because it's it's just I know it's wrong. But yeah, and, that, and that's kind of my question is yeah. that when you really break all those things down, which by yeah. the way I agree with you, killing people is wrong. So we agree on that. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> when you boil it down to the bottom, though. Yes. Why is it wrong? Mm -hmm. Like why? That's what I'm trying to get to. Is like why because, in your mind so, is it wrong without any kind of other source grounding you to that? Because and the big problem I have with a lot of religious leaders and politics, especially, is that you're pushing your view on other people. That's that's wrong either way. So either whether it's I'm going to kill you because I don't like you here. Well, that's wrong because you're affecting somebody else by the decisions or the opinions that you have. That's not right. Okay. You you can't make you can't uh, you know let's. Abortion, right? In my mind, abortion is something that should be a, a choice. I'm pro-choice, so people should right. have the choice to, to choose what they want. If you don't want to do it, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Something like that. Right. So it's it's a it's a free will, free choice kind of thing is what really what I believe in in the sense of again morals and things like that. But I but I still think that there is a a moral right and wrong for how you feel as a person, like a con like a good and a bad conscience. Right. Like I don't think good and bad or good and evil are necessarily represented in religion. They're just represented in human nature. But the same could be said in Disney movies. Um, right. But I mean, going back to the whole like human thing and like you know evolution. I mean, I always think about that and think, well, but like you know what what makes you 
is it just because we can think critically that we're human or that we think that there's a higher power and things like that? What about, I mean, I look at my, my dog and my cat and things like that and animals, they've got feelings. They sure, sure know how to show it in body language, things like that. Does that not make them almost, I mean, you know, feelings right. and, 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 and certain things like that. Isn't that almost like a religious context in that in, in a way? So the difference I would say yeah. is, yes, animals have feelings. Yeah. But your dog doesn't sit there and reason with you. Of course. Your dog doesn't say, well, I'm not going to eat this because uh, I had a stomach ache today. And um, while I was thinking about it, I'm not sure what you're doing every day. I don't know why you leave and you go to work. That seems like a really boring thing to do. <laughs> like you don't, you don't have reasonable conversation right. with your dog. Sure. And a dog doesn't reason things out and think about things mm-hmm. and make a choice based on reason. Right. A dog makes but is it a because choice the dog is domesticated, instinct. or is it because a dog is it because it's domesticated though? Because like a wild dog though, he they have to make those decisions in the wild to survive things like that. We on make, instinct, we make those decisions for the animals at that point, like as a pet. But what I'm saying is like an like an, an animal outside in the universe, free will, doing whatever they want. They also have feelings. They also are trying to survive and trying to feed their families, things like that, just like humans are trying to do. But these, you know, family idea or you know, growing children, things like that, surviving doesn't is not a religious idea. I think it's it's more of a nature idea. But like, like a like a hawk. Yeah. So there's a hawk, and it needs to kill this squirrel because his hawk babies need to eat. Yes. Did the hawk, you know, come home one day and went to his wife and was like, "Honey, I." I had to kill this squirrel today. Right. Like I had to do that because I had to survive. Like yeah. I had to feed my family. I, I feel terrible. Sure. No. No. It did it based on instincts. I have to do this because this is what right. hawks do. But I brought I a chicken feed. home from Acme the other day, but I didn't kill the chicken, but someone did for me. It's the same thing. Not really. But I have to kill another animal to survive. Yes. Right. But we have those thoughts where there are some people that say, I'm not going to eat chicken because of what has happened to this chicken. No, of course. Yes. And so we have that ability to reason things out. Yes. Animals do not have that faculty. Of course. Um, So there is at least that differentiation between the animal kingdom and humanity. Right. But what I'm saying is like instinctively they have those things because it's instinctive, not because they were taught or it not that they were, they were taught by like, you know, their animal parents, I guess in a way, but like they weren't taught those things in the book, like you're saying with reason. So what I'm suggesting is like, so animals still have families and things like that and communities together, but not through a religious means. They have it because that's how, that's how evolution decided or dictated. That's how their animal is going to survive. uh, 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 Community is a great example. I mean, Vultures don't have vulture parties and just come over for dinner and share a meal together and discuss right, how but was they're your not, day. They're not as evolved community, as we are. Well, yeah, but community is much different. With when, when we say the word community with human terms yes. versus an animal, yes. it's night and day. Yes, community in the sense of we need to survive to stick together. Mm. Humans at this point do not need a community of people to survive. No, in in America, we just don't instinctively for better or for worse. <laughs> but my thing is that I think Rob, you're going to get there in, in probably more, elo- more eloquent terms. Um, is that my I think Rob's point and my point is that if we're just based off of instinct mm-hmm. and survival, a lot of things that we do don't make sense. Yes. They don't make any sense. See, here's the, the conversation now has turned to philosophy and now it gets really that's interesting. That's what I love. Because it comes into like meaning and purpose and like what, what do you have free will? Do you really Well, have, and that's the question I'm trying decisions? to get, to, I'm trying to figure out your answer mm-hmm. to is that at the root cause of your worldview, yes. if, if it's only you who, who fuels you, yes. how do you know what you're doing is right or wrong? Just based on, on your best guess, you're rolling the die every time you make a decision, this could be moral, maybe it's not, I'm going to go for 
for it. Like what? Like for, at least for me, yeah. on a Christian side, right. I can at least point to the teachings of Jesus. Right? I believe he's right. God incarnate. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Love others better than more yeah. than you love yourself. Yeah. Blessed are the poor. All right. these things I can point to and say this is what grounds me. My right. my my worldview is grounded in this belief system. Sure. But with with the atheistic worldview, I struggle to find what grounds you that's bigger than you. So and if it's just so you, I can say this for really well, I can if say it's this, just you. Yeah. Then I don't think that's much of a grounding. I can say this for certain. Okay. Uh, I know that I'm not going to get very far in life if I'm not nice to people. So I know I have to be nice to people, right? Okay. okay. Uh, I know I'm not going to get very far in life if I, every single time I drive my car, I just stick my finger out, stick my middle finger out the window at every single person that pisses me off. I know that. I know that I'm not going to make a lot of friends in life if I go and sleep with my neighbor's wife. So I know these things morally that they, I shouldn't be doing them because it's not going to lend me good in life as in like my surroundings and people because I understand that in life you need other people. I know that you're saying like you, you can live without being in, with being independent. You can. You're not going to get very far though. You need people around you to, to help you to grow, to learn all those things. So I don't subscribe to the idea that, you know, that because of – or that because I don't – have a religion I don't have morals or that I can't think that things are good or bad. Absolutely. Right. So, um, I, I, again, it just comes from within that these are the things that I taught, that I was taught as a kid. Uh, and for, for so far through my life, through my 25 years, <laughs> it's led me pretty well right. and got me to where I am, which is right. pretty okay. Right. And I'm I'm okay with that. Well, that's what that's what I think. Rob and I would argue is yeah. that I agree with you, Kyle. By all means, am I not saying that you're an immoral person? Or it's right. possible for you to be moral. I yeah. believe that the Bible even talks about this: how the law of God is written on the hearts of men. Period. Mm. No matter what they believe, that we are built with an instinctive way of living yes. automatically. Yes. Now there are there are of course there are subtle nuances, right? There are, are like cultural morals, like you know, in one country, if you don't eat the meal in front of you, it's considered an insult. Right. In other countries, who cares? Right. Right. But there is a bigger moral law that pretty much all of humanity minus a couple people who we would call in our terms evil yes you know that agree on that that these are written into the human dna right. of ways to live and my point is that they are bigger than just survival right they are bigger than just survival we both agree that sleeping with your neighbor's wife is bad mm -hmm. but it doesn't serve you any survival you can still unless do that you and ask live. <laughs> you can still but you can still live and do that right and it's not going to kill you it's not going to it's you're not throwing yourself into a fire right does that make sense no but absolutely we agree, though that it's bad and my bigger point is just who says because by 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 the logic of well whatever i well, think who says well okay can i give you a really quick example sure. okay so sleeping, sleeping with your neighbor's wife okay we that's in the in the bible that says that's a bad thing you shouldn't yes. do that right okay right, immoral so uh and it, like I was saying before that I believe that the Bible was written in with survival instincts in mind. Like we're trying to teach people how to survive here because when it was written, humanity needed to, needed to survive. Okay. Perfect example would be if I have a, if I have a neighbor and they're swingers, well, I can sleep with that guy's wife and right. it's okay. Morally, everybody's happy. So who's, so who's angry or who's mad now? If everybody's okay with the situation, it doesn't have to be sex. It can right. be whatever. I know what you're saying. But so who, then, who, then whose moral is it? Whose moral bounds are we breaking at that point? Exactly my question. But that's my question too is if, if I'm saying is sleeping neighbor's wife, okay, don't do that. But if everybody agrees everything's okay and no one's going to get hurt, then what's the problem? Mm -hmm. Right. So then at, at the core, you're saying morals are then subjective. Yes. Which think, yes. is... I think so, because it's a product of your environment, like we were talking about before. Right, and when you boil down subjective morality, it becomes chaos. Mm -hmm. Because then you really have no right to tell anyone else 
what to do in any certain situation whatsoever. Right. Even though me killing Tim would be bad for Tim. Yes. That's my morality. That's that's what tells me. I'm telling myself, no, that is right because Tim has offended me and so I'm going to kill him. Right. You can't tell me that that moral is wrong because it's all subjective. Right. And so when when it gets down to subjective morality, society breaks down. Right. Because you have to take that to the extreme and say, what would happen if this ruled all of our laws? And I, it subjective morality will never stand the, the test. There has to be an absolute moral law. There has to be a standard where we all have to compare. Right. And Tim and I would argue that standard comes from God. Mm-hmm. God is the standard for absolute morality. And so everything that we do has to be compared to him. Right. Um, well, that's why we have exactly. laws that are written very closely based off of the Ten Commandments. And I, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But again, those things... Were they written down because they came from God, or were they written down because people said when they were writing the Bible, hey, these are things that we probably want society to, to follow, these guidelines, because it'll help humanity survive? We should probably write them down and include well, them. Funny, I don't think yeah. that these are new concepts, or they just came out of thin sure. air. I don't think that at it all. It is funny you say that, because actually, and you're, you're actually kind of correct in what you're saying, because I do know that a lot of the, um, there, are, I mean, there are thousands of laws in the Old Testament that mm-hmm. we read about. A lot of them were for survival, and the, the idea is that God gave the Israelites it's all these little micro commands like don't eat shellfish or certain things because don't wear some sort of for fabric. survival a lot some right. of it was for survival and some of it was also for moral survival as right. well right. so I definitely I don't disagree that part of morality part of those things is for humanity to live and to thrive right but again and I, I'm gonna keep coming back to this just for because I'm so passionate about it I think it's yeah. a big point when you when, like what, what Rob's saying when you really follow down the um, the path mm-hmm. all the way down yeah. I just feel like the view of, well, there is no God is like a hot air balloon. It can go anywhere right. at any time, and there's nothing keeping you to planet Earth because at its tail, the idea of, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree with me, when people say um, absolutes don't exist, that's mm-hmm. an absolute statement. It's self-defeating right. automatically. So there has to be something that is bigger than humanity mm-hmm. that keeps humanity grounded to some form of living. Right, but like you're saying, like it would it would result in chaos. Well, that's why we have laws and rules to for people to, to adhere by, to to have society again not kill itself or or ruin us well not that that's you know gonna ever help that but regardless <laughs> right, right. but you know what I mean mm-hmm. so we, we have these things in place already that are going to do that we don't I don't need another text to tell me whether that's good or, or bad I mean like you're saying product in your environment right there there, there existed a product of the environment for Hitler to rise to power. There existed a product of the environment for Mussolini to rise to power. All these, other, these people before us have been able to break this mold and and have this happen, or and be able to do all these horrific things to people. In not in the name of that, it was necessarily in the name of sure, religion, but, they but did it. right, but they did it. So, but so why am I? So how am I different from them? Then, well, then, exactly. That's exactly the point. That's that at the heart of the gospel, honestly, right. Kyle. That's what the gospel says that but, we are all in the same boat. But that's what, but that's what I'm saying, like it. product of your environment. So I grew up in again very loving parents. You know, you can choose what you want. Be be nice to people. Be polite. Say thank you. Say please. All these things. Um, take your shoes off of the door and do that. Um, <laughs> things like that. But but it's not because it came from something or well, somebody. Do you think? Do you th- I'm starting to interrupt yeah, you. Do you ahead. think that that Hitler had parents that taught him how to how to commit mass genocide? No, I don't think that exactly. But I think but I think that the but. But I don't think that the that idea comes from just a parent telling you that. I think that the foundation was laid for that idea to be seeped into his head eventually at some point. Right. Yes. From 
dictators. I mean, what I'm saying is like, I don't think that, I, I know what you're saying, but what I'm saying in response to that is, is I don't think anyone taught Hitler how to commit mass genocide. No, I, I think I don't he th- had a power craze, and when he took that when he, when he took his his when he took his ideology right. that was rooted a lot in Marxism right. down the logical path of Marxism, right. he came to that conclusion. Well, I got to create a super race because I believe in that one race is superior over the others, right. which we would agree is evil. Absolutely, but in Hitler's mind, yes. it wasn't. Of course, so who is right? Right, we would say we were. He would say he was. So what are we comparing it to? Each other? Then no one wins. Then well, there is no apps. There is no morality. And I've and not once in here have I have I said that there are going to be not evil people out right. there. And right. I, I, no, I, no. I'm definitely pulling extremes. Right. I, I realize. I mean, that, there are know? dogs out there that I would never adopt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm so glad. Kyle. You know what I mean? But do you get my point, though? Yeah. Like Hitler would say, and again, we're, we're, this is such an extreme statement, but just to get of course, the point across, right? You know, Hitler would say, "What I did wasn't wrong. It was actually good for humanity." We'd right. say, "No, actually, it's terrible." He would say, "No, cleansing the Jews are evil people. They're, right. they're dogs anyway." We'd say, "No, we disagree." And then I would say, or a Christian or a theist would say, "Well, who's right?" Yeah. Who's right? Right. Who who says who is is right? At the end of the day, I don't think the atheist has a compelling enough argument for why he's right, other than him saying, "Well, I just believe I'm right." That's not good enough for Hitler, or people in that mindset. Right. I mean, very extremes. I'm drawing. Well, I think from. people have a, a, an inheritance to do good. I, I don't agree. think people have an inheritance to do evil. Oh, I, well, I think well, that's a different discussion. I think it's a result of something else that they're going to be evil. I mean, they're. I mean, that's why you have you know a lot of this country believes you know. We scapegoat to a lot of different groups in this country of the reasons why certain people are in misfortunes or whatnot. We do that all the time for for whatever reason, for but spectator sports. It is interesting, like. though, and I, I agree that we we're taught from our parents how to be good people, mm-hmm. but no one teaches you how to lie. I think the opposite is true. I think humanity knows how to do bad. No. We have to be taught how to do good. No, mm. did, no, ever, did anyone ever teach you, Kyle, when you want something, here's yes. how you manipulate your parents to get what you want. Right. No, you kind of figure that out on your own because it's, it's self-serving. Right. But when it comes to taking your your, feet, your shoes off at the door right. or shaking someone's hand or looking them in the eye when they talk to you, right. you better be taught that. Well, survival of the instinct. fittest, right? Because at that point, you're lying to, to serve a, a purpose, mm-hmm. right? Or, or or some sort of agenda well, at that point. Well, some self-serving agenda. No, at, right, at right. Point. So I'm saying that, that you're that's what you're doing at, the, at a ground level. Sure. Um, but... But at a certain point, but your parents or whatever the environment they grew up in is going to be the environment that you or that you take with you or the lessons that you've learned throughout your entire life. Hopefully, at From, least, right? Yeah. Right. Well, and if they were bad, hopefully they'll, they'll be changed. Right. But I mean, good people come out of bad situations, just for like sure. bad people come out of good situations. Completely. That's why, for me, I look at that and it just seems random. I mean, I went to, you know, uh, I went, to, I was grew up in a very um, white community, a very, uh, you know, my parents always said it was such a good community and blah blah blah. Well, okay, whatever. But there were people I went to high school with who were not good and just like, you know, and they were religious and and I and there were other people that were great who were religious and yeah. you know there were atheists who were not nice and absolutely things like that. So for me, again, it's just a random. You, people are going to be what they want to be. Believe uh, people are going to be are going to be what they want to be. Be regardless of what they believe. Right. Yeah. I know what right? you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So on, a, on a, again, that's why I think more of the the religion, especially at a younger age, serves as a more community thing. Like for, I mean, I've actually had a thought recently that I kind of wish that I had at least had a more of an um, uh. uh an infiltration into the the church or youth group or something like that. So I had a more of sense of learning more learning uh, different perspectives, right? Knowing more people, things like that. A context, yeah, and and having more of a sense of community. I kind I envy that honestly of of religion, but I don't. But if I also go into that situation at that age, and I and I said to them, um, I don't believe any of the stuff that we're doing. I just want to talk to everybody. Right. 
I don't think that I would have gotten such a warm welcome from every single person there. It's very possible, absolutely. I mean, we've we've I've read stories before on the on the air here about people who came out to their youth pastor that they were gay and were yeah. pretty much told that they're abominations. And exactly. Again, Rob and I fully reject that kind of thinking, at least. Yes, you know? and like, that's why. Sense. And, the, and that's why I hang out with Christians that are like <laughs> you, like you know. But there's a lot of but there's a big portion of that of the religious group, and it's not just Christianity; I, it could right. be any other religion right. that believes certain things like that. Right, but uh, yeah, I understand that. Rob, do you want to chime in here? I think just on that front, I think Jars of Clay said it best. One of their songs, it's called What If I Stumble. The beginning of the song is just a monologue. That's DC Talk. That's what I meant to say. Sorry. I said, D- I said I, Jars I mean, of Clay. DC I meant DC Talk. Talk. Fans, so I had it corrected there, but yeah. No, no, absolutely. no. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. Right. <laughs> but the, the, the statement is, the single greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians mm-hmm. who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. Absolutely. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Yes. So One right. of the best statements about Christianity that could be. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's exactly what we're hearing I from you that. is... Yes is there's Christians who are proclaiming Christ and not living Christ. Exactly. And that's one of the things, listen to all of our podcasts. That's why we have a podcast. That's, yeah, that's, that's right. what we're so against and what we're trying to get people away from right. is don't don't talk about Christ if you're not going to live him. Right. Don't talk about him if you're not going to follow his teachings because right. none of these things that you're bringing up, that we're bringing up, are the followings of Christ. Absolutely. So, someone who adheres to his teachings will never do any of these Christ. things. Can I, can I ask a question? At least without, without admitting wrong. I just had a, a thought if I Go could ahead. ask a oh, question to you guys. So I know we talked about having you know absolute truths come from religion and things like that. So sure. when the religion when religions say then, you know, for this act, this is the punishment. For this act, this is the punishment. When that punishment could be death, mm. what do we say then? Yep. Because I don't believe any of those things are actually punishable by death. That's a great question. Thank I you. could definitely answer it in the in the Christian worldview. I can't speak for other religions. Which I, um, I know. Essentially, the best way, to, and I'm, I'm going to kind of cut out some parts here for sake of time. Yes. And Rob, please, by all means, interject whenever you feel the need to. Um the 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 Jewish law, the Torah, you know, had you're right a list of if this happens, this is punishable by death. If this happens, this is punishable by death. Yes. Essentially, when Jesus came, right, he came as a prophet to most people, but he also claimed to be the Son of God, which mm-hmm. in that time was completely heretical, and that's why the Pharisees crucified him pretty much, and, mm-hmm. and the Sadducees. Right. Um, Christ came to fulfill that law, and many times in the Word, he will he said, "You've heard it said this." But I tell you this. Mm-hmm. So one of the thought processes of the Christian faith is that came, is that Christ came to fulfill the law. He lived out the law perfectly. When he died, he fulfilled the prophecy of the law. Right. And the, the old law was put away and the new law was here. Okay. Now, one of the reasons I've heard, and Robert Zacharias kind of sums this up, is that one of the reasons why and he, he people ask him that question, like, well, how could God say kill this person or wipe out entire people groups, that kind of stuff? And while, and kind of like what you said earlier, I don't know how it works out in the end. What I can answer is that one of the one of the thought, one of the the, the um, philosophical mindsets is that is that is that the sin that was done was so great that to make um, I'm trying to think of, think, of, think of like the best way to put this. That essentially the penalty for those things was so great that it required the taking of a human life because it was it was already I'm, I'm I'm missing my words here. Do you know what I'm talking about? What I'm trying to say here, Rob? As far as like the idea of um, man, I wish Ravi was here so I can answer. I can ask Ravi Zacharias this brilliant question, but um, essentially his his bottom line is like. For before Christ came, people looked to the cross. After Christ came, people looked back to the cross. Okay, gotcha. so the taking of or that thing happening was looking towards the cross as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Right. I'm not. I don't know where those people ended up. I don't know how it worked out in the end, as far as that part goes. Yeah. But that's part of the philosophy that I've heard uh, behind it. Right. But there and there are people to this day who believe that 
verbatim of what it actually means, and Absolutely. not just in Christianity. Of course, right. it could be any Which religion. Which is, by the way, bad theology, because Christ is very clear that the law was fulfilled through Christ. Yeah. And that's why even my arguments for certain things that maybe people will pull, like the abomination text, I, you can't argue that because if you're going to go by that one part, you have to take the, you have to take, take the whole law in as well. Right, and, right. And, and you don't. In that point, the Torah or the law you have to take it's it's a singular word mm-hmm. you have to take right. all of it or you take none of it right. Right. um and there are many people who look at the old testament and pull th- certain things out but mm-hmm. leave the other things there right but i think one of the things that the new testament declares about the old testament law is that it was our schoolmaster it taught us just how bad we were mm-hmm. when we when you say about there are people in good circumstances that turned out bad yes and one day, if you have kids, you'll understand your 18-month son will just tell you no. I didn't teach him to say no to right, me. Right. And as they get a little older, they start to say things like, that's not fair. There, there's a moral compass there. Right. And, and what, what the law was really doing was teaching us just how far off we were from our moral compass. Yeah. Was teaching us just how far off we were from that absolute truth. Yeah. Because the Bible tells us that God's standard, we have all come far short. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Old Testament, that's what all of those laws really did. Right. Was teach us, you're far short of God's standard. And then what Tim has stated, Christ came to fulfill the law, say, I'm done with that aspect. Yes, you guys are sinful. Look at look at what has happened. Yeah. But what I'm instituting is grace. What I'm instituting is mercy. What I'm instituting is forgiveness because you can't do anything to save yourself. Right. Um, I found what I was trying to uh, convey earlier. So um, one of the points that people bring up is... Uh, man, we're allowed to bring notes? Oh, oh man. Am I cheating? <laughs> um, yes. The, the Canaanites in particular, they were a group of people who, um, who God did have destroyed. And mm. it's a very common, well, how could God allow, if God's a God of love, how could he, how could he sh- uh, sanction the murder of these people? Mm-hmm. And part, part of that is that in that time, the Canaanites were killing children and giving them to false gods. Right. And they were immensely evil people. And God, according to the Bible, right. even sent people their way to tell them to repent and to change their ways. Yeah. And so at that time, before the ultimate sacrifice, Jesus was what was happened, right. the there has to be a sacrifice for the sins of man. So he sends Jonah to, to tell the Canaanites, hey, listen, repent, turn from your way, make a 180. They say no. He sends all these people to do that. And eventually that... The, because God is a just God. Who was God, right, though? What? Who was right? What do you mean who was well, right? We were talking about before, like a moral of who was right and who was wrong. Well, how did they know that they were right then at the mean? time? You just said that they sent they sent this, these people to this group to say, God hey, sent people, God sent prophets so, to the people. So I'm saying like, but, in the, but even in that time in the example that you're talking about right now, how do you know who is right and who is wrong? Because what you're saying is that the absolute truths come from the Bible. That's Well, no, well, all the truths come from God, ultimately. Yeah, we would right. say they all come from God and God inspired the Bible to right. be written. But what I Got would it. say to that, to your question, yes. is that I would have to trust that God, what God did and what He and how He did it right. was way beyond my ways, and I have to trust that because He is a righteous God yeah. and because He is perfect, that what He did was perfectly acceptable and moral. See, I don't subscribe to that idea, though, because that, for me, that it almost sounds like you're giving me a, a different version of, of uh, well, the hurricane came because, you know, 
God said so. Like, or just God said so, so it must be true. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. We are talking pre-Jesus, and that's a big part of this right, as well. Right. I mean, we don't do I'm animal sacrifices. I'm fascinated about that time, by the way. We don't like, do any animal like, sacrifices like for Like 60,000 years before. Like, I saw a video on YouTube of, like, explaining the early humans and early evolution, like, how they came together. It's just fascinating, that kind of stuff. It definitely is interesting stuff. But that's kind of my answer to your question. Yeah. I mean, you, you can kind of take it for what it is. Yeah. yeah I'm, I don't know if it's... If it's "Quote unquote," a good right. answer for you. But uh, back, can I go back to the child price. thing real quick? Yeah. Absolutely. So when a child says no, or a child def, uh, defies his parents, right? So is that more of? Uh, see, for me, I look at that and say that the child is becoming more independent as they get older. They're understanding that they don't have to conform. It's almost like when you kind of—it's like a very early version of when you're like in your early twenties or in your late teens, and you figure out your parents are just people as well, just like you are, and they have faults just like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of bringing it on that level almost, and because a, a kid and a child becomes more independent and more independent and more independent as they get older, and eventually because they're supposed to grow up and move out and you know whatnot. Um, so I, I guess my question really is: Does it come from that? Does it come from a, a like? I think it's inherent like, where you're saying like a child says no or something like that. Is is that what you're saying, or does it come from somewhere else? I'm saying it's inherent, and it's so there's many schools of thought within Christianity as well. But I think one of the greatest um, examples of a free will is that yeah that yes we were given a free will we were given choices we're not pre-programmed robots we're right. not um, any of that because we have this sinful nature that gravitates towards wrong right like i have to be honest there are some things that i would that that nature inside of me would love to do Mm -hmm. but i i can't do that because of my morality because of what i know to be right and wrong right um but that can can, can i can i give an example real quick absolutely Oh, can you, you give, can oh, you give yeah. me an example because I don't know what we're talking about. I mean, like, I would love to be a terrible person so that I could um, get ahead in business, or I would love to manipulate my surroundings. So you like? So what you're saying is, if, if it wasn't morally wrong, I would go rob the bank so I can have some money. It, right, exactly. Okay. But my morality tells me, no, that's not right. Those are that. That's money that other people have earned that that isn't right for me to take that right it isn't right for me to go to my neighbor's house and take his car because i want it right um but where we get all of that is our instinctive morality has to come from somewhere Mm -hmm. and i would argue that yes we have the the morality ingrained in us but we also have this sinful nature thank you to adam um that gravitates towards that wrong Mm -hmm. and i think going back to an earlier point that we were discussing about religious leaders you look at somebody like the apostle paul i think one of his greatest things that he said was be followers of me as i am of christ Mm -hmm. he wasn't saying follow me as i follow christ he was saying follow christ as i follow christ he didn't want people to follow him right and that's what i think the greatest if we call them religious teachers or greatest Christian teachers, that would be their mindset. Mm-hmm. Don't follow me because I'm telling you this. Follow Christ. I'm just teaching you. I'm just showing you what, what he has taught me. Right. Yeah. And one of the things that has gotten wrong is there are a lot of religious leaders that are saying, follow me mm-hmm. as I got the, right. I got the truth. Right. I got this certain truth from God. Right. So listen to what I have to say. But when we look at the greatest Christian teacher of all time, he wrote most of the New Testament, 
we find that he said, follow Christ as I follow Christ. Yeah. Aren't I almost like a living dichotomy, though, in a way, from to the point that you guys are trying to make with like morals and whatnot? So I don't believe any of that stuff, right? Or any of this, this, the things about religion. Sure. But I have all those morals and the things that, like the, the Ten Commandments, you know, I can, I can look at that and say, yeah, it's a pretty good list. It's pretty solid. But not as, again, not as a religious person, but as a person who just has morals because I'm, I feel like I'm a good person or I, I have, I know right from wrong, not because of God taught me this, but just because that's what I was taught by people and my surroundings, what I was growing up with. But just like somebody in a different surrounding may grow up with a different sense of right or wrong about something completely different. You know what I mean? But again, wherever you are in the world has a different means to survive. Like, so for instance, somebody may be religious, but they have to steal in order to survive and uh, to steal a loaf of bread from the market to survive. Does it make them a, 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 a bad person because they're doing that? I, I you know, I, I can, I would argue and say no at, at, at the core of it. I, do I think that that person should have be able to get food and have access to that stuff? Absolutely. But if they're trying to feed their family and just survive in this world, which we're all trying to do, mm-hmm. does that make them a bad person? I don't think so. I mean, I was, I was watching a documentary um, about up in North Jersey in, in Newark. I was on Vice News and about this uh, these car thieves who who go around in uh, like the Short Hills Mall, Garden State Plaza, places like that, and steal people's expensive cars to um, and ship them overseas for a profit. Um, and they were following this gang around, and I was reading their watching their story, and it was just fascinating to me because they all said the same thing: we can't get jobs anywhere, no one will hire us, and we have to feed our kids. This is what we have to do. We have no other life. And I look at that and I say, what they're doing is legally wrong and illegal, but is it for the wrong reason? See, my morals look at that and say, I kind of understand where they're coming from, but I know as a person that if, if they were caught, that they would be put in jail. But they're not doing it because they're malicious. They're doing it because they're trying to save their family, and that's the only, way, the only life they know in that, that community, in that environment. You know what I mean? Right. But to, to answer your first question, no, I think people who grow up out of religion with morality proves yeah. our point even more. I don't think we look at them and say, oh, man, I have to leave Christianity because people are, are moral right, right. outside of Christianity. No, I think, it, I think that proves the point even more. Mm-hmm. Um, right, because you're saying that, that it's written on the hearts of men, period, not just ones who are in the club or out of the club. It's, right. just, it's, it's there. Like if, if, if Christians believe that all men, yeah. all— are made in the image of God, yeah. then of course you have you have a very similar moral compass at, at its core. Of course, we're talking there are some that are cultural, right? But there are some that are just right. completely um, kind of across the board. We all agree on, right. and we would we would say yes, exactly. But we believe you're made in the image of God. Of course, you would have that written on your. But I heart. think it's more cultural because if you look, because more, most religions have very very similar moral groundings of what is right and what is wrong. It's not like there's a, a huge difference between what they believe is. I would is, disagree on that. 100%. You, you disagree? Yeah, I would think that you know something that I think is important important distinction is that people think that that all religions are fundamentally the same and just superficially different. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of religions are superficially the same but fundamentally different. Mm-hmm. The whole point of the gospel is is not that we can be good enough, which is what Buddhism teaches. Right. It's not that, that you have to pray to many gods to try and make it work, which is what Hinduism teaches. Mm-hmm. It's not about karma right. about coming back, which is what again Hinduism teaches. Right. It's not about getting seven virgins at the end of your life right. by, you know, doing something terrible, which is some extreme forms of Islam take it that way. Right. The gospel says that all men are in the same boat and only Christ can save them. Right. That's a fundamental that's a fundamentally radical 
ideology shift from any other right, religion. But, but the same way that Hinduism doesn't teach that you know you shouldn't eat shellfish, but that doesn't mean that it's the moral. I'm talking about morally right and wrongs here that are that are pretty much the right. same well, across the, well, the, the board. But like you're saying with the extremism, like the 72 versions thing, like yeah, but that's again extremists doing that. But the same could be said for Christian extremists doing. Well, let's pause for one second. Well. I mean, I'll give you an example. Yeah. So in Hinduism, the caste system. Yes. Completely. What but we that's call, not from religion. That's yes, from the society. No, 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 no. Hinduism is the reason why India is the way it is is because of Hinduism. It's no, not because no, of I know, society. No, I get Hinduism the caste system. is what the majority of people in India believe. Right. Religiously, that right. Hinduism is is the religion mostly in India. Mm-hmm. The caste system is from a Hindu religion. It's yes. not from just a cultural. Oh, let's make some people real poor forever. Right. And no, it comes out of a religious mindset. Twenty percent of the kids in this country are in poverty. Right. Tim. So that, and we're and we're a quote unquote but, Christian uh, nation. Hold on. But in, in in India and in Hinduism, that's accepted. Yep. If you're the lowest of the lows, right. you did something bad and you deserve being there. We accept that there's twenty percent of kids. No, in we poverty. do not. Yes, no, we do. Hold on. No, no Christian, in my opinion, no at least Bible believing Christian. That's not true because oh, I, I've. Can I finish? Yes, yeah, thank fine. you. All right. Here's the gloves, baby. Now they're coming yeah. off. You know? Any time. what I would argue. Yes. Any um, I would say even even uh, um. Um, evangelical, yes. Um, that has basic biblical worldview, include in atheists as well. Right. I would also include you, of course. You would say me. would say that ch- children living in poverty is a bad thing and yes. should be changed. Yes. In, in my my point, Agreed. my point yes. is that in Hinduism, yes, you deserve it. Okay, that's the viewpoint you from a previous bad. life. Yes. yes. So try I mean, and work yes. your way out of it. Of course, it's, it's not we're going to help you. It's oh, you're paying off your past sins. Right. That's a radically different view than the Christian. I hear very similar things in this country. Of it's your own fault that you're in poverty. You should get yourself out or like to people in different communities like an african-american community i've heard verbatim well they don't have to live there that yes. argument is absolutely atrocious and ridiculous which i agree my right. point though you cannot find a, a biblical support for that mindset right you but, cannot point oh jesus even said that if you're poor you're dumb no right. he says buses are the poor yes right? exactly he says, he which says, is why i'm saying that i wish more christians were christian like because it would solve a lot of the problems that we have in i society. agree and that's my point right you said earlier but that, we have to force people to do that instead because we don't do it as a society right Right. But I think that there are a lot of people that are religious who look at that and and I mean perfect example and I'm I won't name this name but I, you were there when I when we, you remember the whole thing with the Flint water and I and you said like oh do you know about that and like and, and that person said no I don't want to get too depressed about what's going on in the world and in my mind I thought immediately well you're a Christian person telling me this when in my mind I want to help as much as I can and I, and I, I'm not even doing it in the name of somebody yes. I'm just doing it because I think it's morally right and morally good to be aware of what's going on and to fix whatever you can I'm not in my head up and down because I'm, I'm in total alignment with you right what you said earlier and this is why I said what I said was yes. that you said that religions have the same moral viewpoints a lot of them are very similar yes and I'm simply saying that is not the case okay. and my example was the caste system in Hinduism right. which says uh, which says from a religious standpoint that's okay but what but the Christian worldview right Remember, not yes. not when it's abused, but at, at its foundational core, right. true religion is taking care of the orphan and the widow. But what I'm saying is that does does Hinduism or Judaism or whatever it ha- sure. whatever it may be, do they say no? You can sleep with your neighbor's wife. It's cool. Uh, they don't. They don't say that. So what I'm saying is uh, the morals are. I'm saying the morals are right in that sense. Like um, that the right don't kill people. Right. Don't do this. Well, not except killing for, people. Except for the extremist stuff right. we're, we're, we're talking about. Sure. I'm not talking about because Christians are right in that boat as well. Not not in this day and age. Not, right? not in, many. Not in this day and age, but in a thousand years from now, they'll sure. be saying that about this the other religions too. 
just like we said 2,000, 4,000 years right. ago about the Crusades. So it's right. uh, whenever that was. Yes. So we've, we, we can say this about different points in, in history. It right. doesn't mean that one's superior to another at that point in time, sure, but yes. in the context of everything. Right. But that's my point, though, is, you, is what I'm saying is that, of course, certain religions are going to have overlaps. Yes. There's no doubt about that. Atheists and Christians have overlaps. Yes. We agree on very similar yes, morals we do. here and there. I right? also have facial hair. Right. But <laughs> but think about it, right? Yes. The foundation we get them from mm-hmm. are fundamentally different. The idea behind them is different, and I why And why we conclude to them mm-hmm. is different as well yes. in a lot of ways. Sure. That's what I'm saying is with world religion, I think a very common misconception is that people will say, well, they're all the same. That is not factually true. Right. They are fundamentally different. Right. Just because they have overlap does not mean that they all preach the same thing. Right. They are radically different worldviews and ideologies. But if you also look back at, at, at history, uh, religious and, and the, in, in history and like the Egyptian gods and things like that, they had very similar gods to Jesus out there too. Like, you know, born and died on a cross, born on the, of a virgin birth, died on, uh, died on, uh, you know, rose from the grave on whatever this day and, and right. died and rose this, you know, three days sure. later blah 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 sure. they all say the same thing so what, what i'm saying is that i think that the religious it, it itself religions are based around the, a very central idea again of this whole of um uh like the the moon and the stars and the sun and all these things aligning and and because again back in the day that they looked up and that's how they got their information pretty yeah. much of from everything and yeah. and what gave them life so what i'm saying is i think that not only from a historical perspective does it come from the same idea but the morals themselves the point of religion in society is to teach people right and wrong and at right so what i'm saying is that there are multiple religions in the world do that, whether it be Muslim, Hindu, Judaism, Christianity, whatever it may be. Of course, there are outliers. We are not saying that there are right. not. In every religion, it does not matter. Some get the most attention. Some don't, right. which is I don't think is right either. I understand. But they it, it has to. They all come from the same central idea. I I believe. Of course, they all have differences. Like we said, like the caste system, blah blah blah, whatever whatever you have. But you could also point to you know the dark ages and say well we had kings and queens and and all those stuff and and, and peasants and things like that but that was just a couple thousand years ago is that i mean right. again and context we're probably going to end up never agreeing on this you're uh, kidding score yeah i, know, I <laughs> would have thought um I, I know what you're saying yeah i hear you i comprehend it um but at the bo- at the end of the day and i again i agree what you're saying yes but when you take and then I'm gonna move on because I don't want to I don't I don't want to belabor the point for our listeners. Happy we're, holidays! We're already going along. <laughs> what? No. Um, when you take the gospel of Jesus, yes. right, and you you take that, which is what the Christian uh, I'm using I'm using it loosely here, but assuming yes, the Christian believes that yes, you cannot rationalize its abuses. Meaning, you can't rationalize the Crusades from the perspective of Jesus. Right. You can't rationalize the poor. But I can the, say the same hold thing on, for other religions. Hold on, I'm not done. I know. From, from the, you can't rationalize that. Yes. I will say, and I, I believe this and take it for what it is, but you definitely can make a very modern case in, in Islam for, for global conquest. It's in it's in it's in um, the Quran. It's very now. Maybe I don't know the context. Maybe just like how people get to take the Old Testament and twist it for today. It's That's what it's, I'm saying. it's very possible. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that people when take you take the, the Christian faith, and yes. we'll leave the other ones alone just because of my ignorance to them, admittedly. You cannot justify mm. the crusade. You can't justify a lot of things that Christians allow. Mm. But that does not make that that does not make the worldview somehow, um, you know, invalid. Right. Just because it's abused by people who claim to know it who really don't. Right. But I bet the same thing is like you know, with going back to like this whole absolute truth because because it's a lot of what we're talking about. Sure. Just like the person, the first story you brought up with the guy who said that God came back to elect Trump. Well, we all look at him and think that guy's ridiculous, right? But he believes that. Is that what he actually believes? Who are 
I mean, yep. okay, fine. Valid like, point. But once again, I would go back to the He's scriptures. a religious person. He is, but he but he really, you know, I would take him on, I would have him on my podcast and argue this with him. I would love face. to talk with him. He cannot pull from any view of scripture in the New Testament why that would make sense. Of course. In the sense of right. only Trump. Right. I totally believe that God can have the, his hand in the affairs of the world. Right. Absolutely. Because can't you, wouldn't you then, because wouldn't a, a moral Christian then say, kind of to your, to your point, Anything that happens throughout the day is because of God. You know, like like you were saying, like Trump's elected, that's because of God. The fact that I got up this morning and was alive, that's because of God. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> we're definitely getting into deep cut Christian theology um, here. I'm trying to understand I, yes. more of the, Essentially, there are two main main schools of thought. I'm, again, sorry we're not out there listening. I'm going to really just kind of make them very simple just for the sake of argument. How, One, how over are we? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but well, no, because it's a very complicated. Special like, edition. Kind of like how atheists and Christians have go back and forth. Yes. This, this view in Christianity is an age old debate. There are two main basic thoughts in Christianity. Mm-hmm. One is what we call Calvinism, yeah. which is the idea that God predestined certain people for certain things, okay. and that and that He foreknew and that He predestined it to happen. So everything has a All purpose. Right. So it, it, well, no, it's more in the sense of like God knew uh, God chose some to be saved and some not to be saved. So it's a plan. It's a plan, more of and, God's plan, and, 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 and it's a forced plan. And a forced plan. Forced you plan. had no choice. This is what happened. Got You're it. totally depraved until God rescued you. Another view, another extreme of the side, yes. is the Arminianism view, yes. which is that more that free will. We choose to love God. He loves us in return. Mm-hmm. Yada yada. Yada, yada. Okay, yeah. so those are the two main competing views. So sure. what you're saying is, well, don't you know, uh, God had a hand in everything. Yeah, depending on what Christian you ask, that view of did God have a hand in everything is yeah. going to look a little bit different. Okay. Like I would say my personal view is that God knew what was going to happen and he allowed that to happen because he is God and it still works together for his plan in some supernatural way that I don't understand. And he just like, doesn't want to be blamed for just it. Just like how you're okay not knowing certain <laughs> things, I'm okay not understanding how, how, how that's supposed to work, right? right? We would agree on that. Of course. All right, so that that's kind of one way of looking at mm-hmm. it. A Calvinist, we call them, they might say, oh, yes, God predestined Trump to win. It's God's will. Got and it. then Arminius might say, no, no, no. It was the will of the people. God had no plan in that. Okay. So there's kind of three different views you can kind of draw from that. Sure. Again, real deep stuff in hey. the Christian faith, but that's just to kind of give you a heads I up. I just learned something, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> an age-old debate. So. And I think one of the things we've been, we've, you've been hinting at, and I think this is along the train of thought that I had lost at the beginning of the yes. podcast. Ooh, we're back. <laughs> was the God of the gaps. Mm-hmm. So as science was new... God was there to fill in the gaps. Yes. We didn't understand this, so it must have been God. Sure. And as science progressed, okay, now we understand how the sun and the moon and the stars all yes, rotate exactly. around, so God is pushed back a little bit. Yes. And he's just filling the gaps. Yes. For the but, unanswered questions. Right. Yes. And why I brought Einstein is was because he looked at his theories, his equations of relativity. He looked at what really told him there is a beginning. Mm-hmm. There has to be a beginner. Right. And so he said, I don't want that. And he, he put in his uh, cosmological constants. Right. There have been many times throughout history where people have looked at the evidence and said, I don't want to know the conclusion that this comes to. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put something else in. So there is and there has been in the past a God of the gaps. Mm. But there has also been the atheist of the gaps mm. where science has said, I'm not going to look at this evidence for what it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to reject the conclusion that I'm seeing and I'm going to put something else in there. Right. I think that's where the multiverse comes from. Well, that's, I think that morally that's wrong. I think we both agree with that, that you shouldn't fabricate something just to put your right. point of view. Russia. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, so we, we, we agree with that, of course. You know, I, As a moral person, mm-hmm. I would never fabricate something to, 
to prove a point if it if something if something comes up or new information comes up that makes me th- believe otherwise then great then i'm then i have a better understanding of of whatever it is but i think the atheist point of view and my point of view is i don't have a definitive answer and i'm okay with that whereas the god or the religion part of it seem comes comes to me as if no this is fact this is how everything started no no answer can can sway what we what we know to be fact where I say I don't know the answer and there isn't enough evidence to support either way right now and I'm okay with not knowing so then why would you identify as an atheist if you don't really know because for me right now the evidence that I have to to support uh, or to not support that there is a religion is better than there is than that there is a God for me okay in my point of view fair enough um, and I think we'll have more discussions I think we can have more discussions. Um, it doesn't even have to be so on the podcast. Story. I just turned our timer on. We're at almost two hours. Woo! The time has flown, and I don't want to lose our audience. So yeah. we are going to wrap up here. Okay. But, I'm thinking of part one um, and part two. I, we might have to because this is a. I, this is probably one of the best discussions that we've had on the podcast yet. And I, Kyle, thank you for coming in. I go deep, on. man. I go deep. I love it. So, um, I, one final thought. I have, free, I have one question. I have. He's got a final. I have final one thought. question. For, right, fine, go ahead, Rob. No, no, you know what, Rob? You never do that. So if you don't lose your train, it must be important. Don't lose the train. Chugga chugga. Um, one of the things that we've been touching on is we've gone kind of more into the philosophical end of Which is God great. and morality. Of course. And, I, love um, that. I love that. One of, one of the greatest proofs, and I've talked to Julia, my wife, about this many times, is one of the greatest proofs from a philosophical standpoint mm-hmm. for me, for God, for absolute morality, is injustice. Mm-hmm. So Hitler is the great example. That's what we all go to. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. Um, but we could take anyone who's wrongly convicted, for right. instance. Or has done something terrible and has never served the justice that, right. they, that they deserve. Sure. As a human, we look at that and say, that's unfair. Yes. Hitler is, he killed three million Jews. He died in a bunker because he swallowed a pill. Mm-hmm. We said he never got what he deserved. Yeah. He deserved to pay for all the lives that he took. There's countless other examples that we could give mm-hmm. of justice that would never served right i think that to me is the greatest the greatest reason to believe in a higher power to believe in an absolute to believe that morality is not subjective it is an absolute right because when i look at that i say there has to be justice for what was done and if if this life is the end there will never be justice for that action yeah but to me that's again that's coming from a place of comfort like you, it, it it helps you to to rationalize why that would happen is is in the name of the name of a religion, the name of God, because you're hoping that somehow, some way, that person will be forgiven or or have or punished for whatever that it is they did or whatever side that they were on. But for me, I don't look at that and say, well. That's I'm I'm hoping that they'll get what they got going for them because of because of God will take care of them. I just say. Listen, life, sometimes in life you don't really it, – it's not going to work out the way that it's supposed to or that it's fair or what – like you're saying, it's unfair. There are atrocities out there right now, sorry, of people who are wrongly convicted or things like that or have done crazy um, bad things and have never gotten caught or things like that. And those are all terrible people. But but we, but we I can't sit here and say – yeah, but when they die, they'll get what they're what they're gonna get. They don't. They'll get what they deserve or whatnot. Because at that point, it's like, well, I'm I'm gonna find comfort or I'm gonna sleep better at night knowing that Hitler's gonna get what he deserves. He's gonna go to hell or 
you know, so-and-so is going to get, so-and-so who was sitting in jail for 30 years for a crime they didn't commit or someone they didn't kill is going to somehow in the next life get, or in heaven or whatever, get all that they deserve or whatnot. You know, I mean, we, we talk about, on Fenner, so there's a guy that just came out in Tennessee of uh, being on death row for 30 years, wrongly convicted, and got $75 from the state for it. Right. I mean, who who in their right mind looks at that and says that that is a a that that's equal to t- to the time served? You know, well, and I not. and I don't. It's not right. right. But and I don't think anyone in their in a in a moral sense would think that. But that's a justice that we have to, that's something that we have to deal with right now. I hope it's changed, but that's something I have to deal with. And I have to, and I, but I, but I don't look at that and say, well, I hope they get what they, what they get coming from. I look at that and say, I want to change. So that doesn't happen again for somebody else. Cause that's, that, that's the, the great, uh, the great crime of, of, of all these things is that we're not going to learn from our mistakes and it's going to happen to can keep happening to somebody else. And more or less, it feels like it does. And for that, I look and say, it doesn't look like there's anybody helping us out because we keep making the same mistakes as humans. I know, I, and we're a flawed species, believe you me. But we believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. D- does that make any sense? Am I making? Any- yeah, but and when you when you look at it mm-hmm. and you your your moral compass looks at that and says that's unfair. Yes, I think there is. A response to that mm. because our moral compass says these things are unjustified and if there is to be justice then yes. there has to be an absolute standard there has to be an absolute moral yes and beyond this life there has to be some way some way that these things are mal- balanced and measured yeah and our viewpoint would be that's god right right is, i think because what you're what you're saying is that if it would make more sense if we were here just for survival that you wouldn't care because who cares? It didn't affect me at all. It didn't affect my life. It didn't affect right. what happened at all to me. Like, why do I care that that guy got 30 years for no reason? It has nothing. I mean, zilch. You're a moral person. No effect. Yeah, but exactly. that's the point. But they Sir, could be moral as well. They can, but my, and they, and they are, not just they can, they are because again, the Christian believes that the moral, that the law of God is written on the hearts of all men, not right. just the Christian, okay? Right, of course. But my point is that if you're looking at it from a, a purely evolutionistic, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, um, viewpoint, we should not care. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, if, if for instance, right, if we're talking, going back to our vulture idea, yeah. if uh, if a vulture dies in the forest, other vultures don't have a funeral for that vulture and bury it. Right? They don't care. It doesn't. Right. They don't know it. They don't care. It doesn't bother them. It yeah, but there are is. animals out there who who mourn their death ones, and also if they're reuniting with with people after years. I mean, elephants. Uh, I've ever seen a video of the, the they brought elephants out and seen each other yeah. together, and they broke the cage down to be with them the, each other. We would say that was off of instinct not off of reason of of off of wow i just have missed you so they don't it's instinct right it could, and it could right. be for we've, survival we've already agreed that we've agreed with animals that have emotions right right there's no, no yeah, doubt yeah. but what i'm saying right. is that is that and a memory going back and to the, yeah of course also, yeah all that of course back to the injustice thing though yeah, yeah. my point is that why would you care if there was no one giving you those morals because there's no there's no reason for survival because for you to care. because for me when I look at situations like that, I would think about what if I was in that situation and what what would I want somebody to do for me? And right. and then, so again, it's kind of going back to the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated, right? I don't want to be locked up for 30 years for a crime I didn't commit. I would never want that on somebody else. God has nothing to do with it. But on an evolutionary basis, you yes. shouldn't care. You shouldn't care. It, guess what? It didn't happen to you. So why would you care 
Why would you care? Be- because I'm able to sympathize and empathize with that person and think about what right. if, what if I was in their shoes? We agree. Right. We, right. we totally agree. No, I know. I no, I get that. But I'm not, but I'm saying that that comes from me as a person, not from being taught. Like God saying these are these are the, what we believe. So right, we're saying God wrote that on your heart from the day you were conceived. Right, but what? It's if, in but, your the, DNA. but then again, going back to just like the basic fundamental question, how do you explain all the people who don't have that? Then what do you mean? So you're saying it was written on all the hearts of men, but what about all the people who are bad then and evil? Well, what about their hearts? I think Hitler definitely could definitely empathize with the wrong. We keep going to Hitler, man. Well, what sorry. is your obsession with Hitler? Well, I guess because it, it, he's the easy target. He's the easy target. The easy target is common ground. I know. You know there's I'm no one we're guessing. Um, but I think that he could empathize with people for sure. Right. Just, just not people who we would agree with. He should be empathizing with. Well, he no, I understand it. But, but is it? But is that? But but where did that come from then? If if he if all that stuff was written on the hearts of men, right. And he didn't do any of those things, right. So where did it come from? So that's, I think, that's my, my I'm, missing, uh, I'm I sorry, think I'm trying Tim to and I would would go to yes. Yeah, so morality is written on the heart of every man. Yes, it is our choice whether we want to follow it, yeah. whether we want to obey it, or we can become so involved in ourselves and what we want that we can quiet down those morality. Right, and that's what. I, but even going back to like the point about community, I think that when you're in a community, there's a sense of you know helping each other out, mm-hmm. looking out for somebody else. And for me, I I have that very strong within me. Like again, I want everyone to be successful. I want everyone to be happy in my life. All right. these, and it's tr- it could be in strangers too. Right. I want everybody that that way. I agree. But right, exactly. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't. Cho- but I don't choose to do that because I think it's. I, well, I think it's going to get me a, a better place and a better life. Right. I choose that because I want the people around me to feel better about themselves, mm-hmm. and then in turn, I will feel better about everybody feeling better. Right. And I, I guess at the <laughs> yes. bu- and we're saying the same thing. But and I agree with all that, and I agree that you have that. Yes. I'm simply saying that. So I'm God. Nope. No, what I'm, I'm God. saying <laughs> is that once again, and then I'll, I'll kind of stop laboring the point. Yes. On a purely instinctive level, yes. you have no reason to think that way. Yes, it makes it's not for survival. Right, it maybe it makes you feel better, right. but that's not for survival. There's no reason sure. for you to think that way if you're coming from 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 a reference of well, what I think is right is right. There's yeah. no reason. There's no logic. But if we put kid, but if way. we put babies together in a room, right? Yeah, they're not going to all of a sudden start hitting each other, fighting each other, just be for the sake of fighting each other, uh, right? They definitely might. I'm not okay. What sorry. I'm saying, what I'm I'm saying I'm is sorry, that sorry, my kids I, just did that the other day. I know what I'm, but what I'm saying is <laughs> that that you it, hate is is really taught. You know, I mean, you, racism is a, is a made up idea. It's it's taught to people. It's not. It, you know what I mean? I so, disagree. I, th- I think definitely racism. Is, I, th- I think it's definitely instinctive. Absolutely. No, absolutely not. I don't think it's just taught. I mean, maybe maybe the term is taught, yes. but the idea of, of I'm better than you is not taught. Right. No, no, no. I no, I understand that as as racial groups. I that's, think that's what I'm saying. Yes, is, is oh, sorry, constructed is constructed okay. by somebody else to demonize a group of people versus a, another group of people. Right. So. That in and of itself is wrong. But no one was taught that. I don't think someone said, here's what you want to do. But they made it up and they use it against people. But apparently God wrote on their hearts that they that they should respect everybody, but they're not. Right. Very possible. Just like a, a silly example. I watched the show American Greed. I love that show. Yeah. It's, I don't know why. It just it, It's like junk TV. Yes. Those guys who steal millions of dollars from people mm-hmm. know that what they did is wrong. They even say it, right. but they did it for greed. Right. They chose to deny what they knew was right. Yes. They knew that stealing from their mom in some cases is no, wrong and immoral, course. but they still did it. Okay. People can know what they're doing is wrong, or right. they can have a warped sense of perspective. So then I think the, 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 the conversation, honestly, just then goes down to why do people make bad decisions? 
And, and then it's like a philosophy thing again. Like, right. why do people make evil decisions? Right. And the Christian answer, of course, would be the fall of man and sin entering the world. I mean, that's just what. What the, I mean, at, at really its root, that's what the Christian. I think it's, at certain points, it's it's like it's bringing the the human experience almost like a sense of pleasure on this, like because like a risk and reward kind of thing, where you know I'm going to take this risk of something that I was taught that is wrong, but it might get me somewhere like after this in a way, you know, like or you know, but it's also with like revenge or right. you know, kind of like stealing for the first time a little candy bar, and that, that I I got hooked on the I, rush. Now. I got a reward and right. I didn't get caught so I'm just going to keep feeding off that I think it's more something like that where it just keeps feeding on itself almost like a gateway drug sure. but it's not a gateway drug right. and we would agree we would just call that sin so right. Tim and I's perspective from the Bible is not that people are wrong because they do bad things but they're inherently bad and do bad things because of it right um, so it's it's but why do you not do them though oh I do Right. <laughs> I mean, I do bad things. There's no, that's again, the whole point of the gospel is I admit that I have done bad things. Yeah, I have lied. I have cheated right, people. But, but I have manipulated before. What but I'm I saying know is, it's you've, wrong. You've, but you've never done like an out, like, You've never done sure. such a bad thing where it's you're like in jail for it. Is oh, what I'm absolutely. saying is but that's what I'm saying. The, the gospel, really, the heart of sin doesn't distinguish, distinguish between what society would say is a horrible, evil, heinous crime right. versus what society says is a minor little white lie. Right. So sin, it, it's kind of like if I threw a baseball through that window, the yeah. whole window shattered. Right. Right. We wouldn't say, oh, well, that part's fine. We say, no, the window's still broken. Right. Right. Same kind of thing here. One one little thing. That's it. I mean, in the law, in the eyes of God, we are now immoral because right. we have that we've we've fallen. Right. That's the whole point. Just because I haven't killed millions of people or I'm not in jail for embezzlement doesn't mean that somehow I'm a good person. At my core, if I can get away with stealing millions of dollars, I'd be really tempted to. If someone told me, Tim, if you rob that bank, no one will ever find out. I'd be like, man, that is kind of tantalizing. <laughs> Solve a lot of financial problems. Like, right. I would. So why would I not do it? That's kind of my point. Right. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? It it no, it does. Um. I guess it's just be, but I, I guess for like we were talking about like if you want to rob if someone says rob that bank and you're not going to get any consequences well I understand that but for me I don't think of just the consequences to myself I also think of the consequences to other people so if I steal money from a bank I'm not only hurting or, or doing a bad thing for myself I'm also hurting all the people that have money in that bank as well right so right. What, so what's wrong then why is it okay then to steal those cars in Newark that you were talking about because they're because they're trying to, to feed themselves. Doesn't matter. Right. They're still affecting someone else. No, I under, I understand that. Does that make sense though? No, like, I get that. Yeah. You know, like, and I, I listen. I, I empathize with those people. I've I've read right. things like that before. But, but, I go, but man, what I'm I saying understand. is that so people make those. Well, some people will make those decisions and not for a bad or wrong reason. Right, but that's it's still what I'm wrong. Saying. No, of course I understand that. Uh, legally, it's wrong. But I'm saying on a moral grounds, on like the, the carjackers. Yeah, it's wrong. That's what I would say. Morally, it's wrong. They're putting they're putting food. They're trying to put food because on their it, tables to feed their family because they have no other opportunities. But even right. even you have have stated morality, yeah. even subjective morality yeah. says this is right because I'm not hurting anyone else. Mm -hmm. In that situation, they are. Yeah. So therefore, even by subjective morality, even by morality that you have identified, no, yeah. it's wrong. No, because I because you're think, affecting other someone else. But I also think there's a difference between you know stealing from. So they'll they'll steal like high end cars, right? Sure. Expensive cars. Sure. I don't drive an expensive car. Sure. Right. So people who drive expensive cars have money. In theory. So, but I'm, talk, I'm talking like, like I'm, I know, but we're talking like a Robin Hood kind of situation here, right? Right. Stand from the rich to give to the poor kind of thing. Sure. Still wrong. 
So wrong. I, honestly, I looked at that thing and I said, you know, morally, I, I kind of understand what they're doing. Right. And then here we are at the impasse of subjective morality. Yeah. You say it's right. I see it's wrong. Who's really right? Well, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that I understand why. Well, I also understand. Yes. But I can still identify it's not right. Well, I empathize. Right. And I understand. Yes. If I had no if I had no money and I had, to, put, I had yes. to be my kids, I would go to dire straits to do it. Right. But I would still know what I'm doing is not morally right to but do. The, but the religion, but the religious person says, though, that we should help those people who are doing those bad things things and of they're and, but they don't ever get help i agree hey on that world line kyle no disagreement there right but again taking the text for what it is versus versus how it's actually lived right two different things i understand it but i'm looking but i look at religion and, and coupled with society because it really is in a lot of places right. so that's why yeah. I'm, I'm bringing I up all these examples saying. i think what you're saying is that it's very evident that that there's a huge christian culture in america that claims to be that we're a christian nation yet we don't live there in is? a christian nation is that what you're saying essentially <laughs> well i know i understand yes because right? no, Am I, hearing you correctly but we've, I mean this is the, the same argument i had from the beginning is that you know a lot of christians say one thing and then do the no, complete opposite right, or right. do something else. <laughs> High five to that. Right. And but even even that in of itself, again, it, the whole, you know, religious part of it is like that's why I have such a problem with religion it, at at its core is that you do one thing and you do you say one thing and you do another. And right. it's not just Christians, it's anyone who sure. does that. I agree right? with that. It's like it's it's the same thing if you know you know, I invited you over for dinner and and uh, you said, Yeah, I'm gonna come over, it's gonna be great. I'm like, Cool, I'm gonna make this, awesome. And then two hours before, yeah, I'm not coming anymore. Right. Like, uh, oh, okay. Like, right. Well, cool. Thanks. Right. Just because I didn't feel like it. Right. right. You know what I mean? Hey, then that's a whole different discussion. I, we're going we're gonna to Millennials. We're literally at the two hour mark. If, if, I, if you survive this whole discussion, pat yourself on the back because it was, it was a roller coaster. Uh, and Kyle, it was great having you <laughs> Thank on. Thank you for having um, me on. I do have one kind of funny question yes, for you. Funny I mean, questions. it's kind of funny, but I really want to know yes. what, what, would, what, what would it take for you to believe in a God? Like, what would God need to do? Uh, I honestly, it would have to be something along the lines of people who are saying, like, you know, he's going to come back to earth and, and save all the, the, you know, the people. People who believe in the sinners okay. will do all that stuff, um, because again, the the dates keep coming and nothing keeps right. happening. Fair so, enough. so I think honestly, uh, uh, that has to be it. Because uh, from the perspective and the environment that I grew up in, right, everything right now that's out there is just by creation of humans itself okay. and 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 uh, beings. Fair enough. Well, and some people who are who are evil and have, feel they have power over it, because I think that religion gives power to certain people who otherwise wouldn't have it, and they a lot of times it is used for bad. And I think that I that's would, the main reason. I for think it. we I would both agree. Right. Yeah. And I would love right. to get you back on next time for like a part two on this because I feel like this kind of launched into so many different facets: the yes. science part, the philosophy part, which I love. Yeah. The the the, the religion as as a social construct part, mm -hmm. which I think all a lot of what you said. I mean. I'm not surprising to you because you know me, but we kind of align on. Mm -hmm. um, so, which is great. But I would like to get deeper into this because yeah. just for various reasons. You're so, very good at acknowledging, lighting, and ensuring. I try to. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> well, listen, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know it was a long one, but this was really great, Kyle, having you yeah. on. Thank you for coming on. I, I appreciate yeah, it. Thank, thank you for having me. me. It was a great discussion. So, um, thanks for tuning in. Um, if you like this podcast, please share it. We will catch you guys next time. Have a great night or day. Here come your ravens Swooping in from the heavens They've got more seeds for your servant But where's the water? What's your plan? Three birds come down